Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we have a very special guest, somebody who's been clamoring to get onto the show for years now, and uh, finally his begging paid off. I have my good cousin, Cameron Klein, here with me. Cam is a, uh, he's what we term the gamer god. He is the kind of the leader of our ragtag group and guiding us into the right games to play the right multiplayer matches, making sure we're all feeling good. But one of the big things that not a lot of people talk about is he's actually the king of anime as well. And uh, there's some others in our group that may want to contest that title, but uh, it's true. And you're going to find out today why he is the king of anime, but not just that we are going to dive into what it is that is so special about anime and why we love anime so much along with Cam's going to be sharing with us uh, the anime shows that he watched this year, and by this year I mean 2020, uh, to give you guys a little idea of what is out there in the anime world. So he mentioned that there are multiple genres. Uh, he's actually the the man that introduced me to anime, so I have a lot that I owe him in that regard. Cam, welcome. Glad to be here. I uh, had a little uh, jealousy of, of your fame and fortune, and I've uh, come here to steal steal a little bit of piece of the pie so I can get, get a little bit of mine. Mm, coattails type of situation. I like that. Exactly. So yeah, why don't we why don't we dive right into this? I, I loved it before we got on. We were kind of talking about what we wanted the show to be like, and, and I had said I wanted to be me, 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 and you were like, well, wait a minute, I want to talk about how much I love anime, and uh, I that's kind of what I wanted from this episode too. So I think there's there's a there's it's like there's like a magic to anime that I think some people have a hard time seeing. And I don't know if that is because, and hopefully you can dive into that as well, but there's there's definitely a stigma around anime and people who watch anime. But I almost think that that stigma is, is kind of like any other stigma where it's, it's like a stigma of misunderstanding because I, I thought that way when I was younger, but then once I actually started watching anime, I was like, this stuff is insane. And in like, they're not just in terms of the fights, but in terms of like the emotions and the storylines, the payoffs, everything about it just seems so cool. And I'm like, well, why are people ragging on this? So, um, and obviously, you know, I've, I've had some episodes where we've talked about, you know, My Hero Academia and some other ones like Dragon Ball Super. But uh, I'll let you have the floor for a little while here to kind of dive into what it is that makes anime so special and why it's such a cool medium. Yeah, uh, and exactly like you said, there seems to be a stigma uh, related to it, uh, not just anime, but cartoons in general. I don't know if it's just a format that uh, just rubs people the wrong way. I know uh, my girlfriend and her mom just, uh, whenever they've, I've watched, I wouldn't say Family Guy's an anime, but it's just an animated <laughs> show. Uh, and they hate it. They say they, whenever I used to go over there and watch it, uh, sometimes at her house, she was like, Ugh, turn that off. I hate the way that looks and everything like that. So I think it's, uh, I think part of it is kind of what you grew in terms of like learning to love it is uh, I developed kind of uh, an infatuation for cartoons when I was younger. I mean, I used to wake up 7am in the morning and watch uh, cartoons on the TV or at least what I could on the local uh, channels because I didn't have cable and I didn't get it was anim animated but um, the true 
Japanese anime, the only stuff I really saw when I was younger was like Yu-Gi-Oh! And I guess I, I would include Pokemon in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of fell away from uh, watching cartoons uh, through high school. I was pretty busy, but I really started getting back into it uh, in college uh, when I was absolutely doing nothing pretty much <laughs> my whole college career. Uh, but I had already always seen like little bits and pieces online and I was like, oh man, I really want to, I wish I could watch this show. I really wish, cause, uh, I remember specifically Naruto. I saw that, uh, on, on a cable channel or a little bit of it and, uh, a bunch of little bits and pieces of shows on Toonami when I was younger. And I was like, oh man, I really want to watch that especially Dragon Ball Z included in that. But my parents were pretty, I don't know why it does seem to be an older generation thing where they're not into it as much. But uh, I was like, I always wanted to watch it, but I never had the means to uh, until I got a uh, crunchy roll in Funimation, which I didn't really, uh, really get until I was, I guess, towards, like I said, college, uh, and started watching it. And once I uh, entered in that realm, I was hooked. Uh, I couldn't uh, couldn't get enough of it. Definitely got me through college. Uh, I watched the basic uh, shonen anime, which is basically what, as a child, you would be uh, interested in, which is like a young hero. It's focused around fighting. Um, there's some story to it. I would give the Dragon Ball Z a super reference to that due to the fact that there's some story involved and there's some depth to it, but it's pretty much what you see is what you get in terms of the fighting. Uh, but then a show like Naruto, I'd put on the high end of that where it is a shonen, but the depth and range of emotions you get through that show and the character development is just a work of art. And the different pieces that put together an anime it's not it's just I'm enamored with it in terms of what it takes to make a show because you just see a cartoon on the tv and you just take it for granted but I've I've looked into it and I mean it's it is art they these uh these artists take their time to take still pictures from a manga and animate it to bring it to life on your screen and it's just something that amazes me every time especially uh and especially when you uh get a little teary-eyed uh when when it is accompanied with music but um, nothing shy about that i know when we uh we watched uh my hero uh heroes rising and that la- i mean you can and it kind of felt the same there's been so many moments about like that but i mean oh, we could yeah. probably have a whole episode on like our, our top moments where we cried in anime but they're like that scene where uh, at the end of my hero on b- both in the 100 percent infinite infinite episode and then also in the movie the heroes rising movie where like the the music plays over and then it's just this giant huge you know and world ending fight and it's like your body has no other reaction that it can give besides just crying because it's like it's it's so strange and that's i i feel like that's if I'd lived a different life, that's the kind of stuff that I would have wanted to do is, is be a part of like 
psychologists or something like that to actually do studies on people as to why we have certain reactions to things because obviously we we, we have these reactions to watching a movie like you and I always use these examples but you know people freak out when they watch a Marvel movie like you see the whole theater erupt everyone gets really excited yeah. but you don't see that same reaction with other movies and, and sometimes you don't even see it in, in movies where there is that sort of reaction needed to be elicited by the film yet people aren't reacting to it but then you have these animated movies and like you said you have these people who when they see them they're like oh like they it's almost like they get uncomfortable and and, and worse they get uncomfortable when those scenes happen as if like they're denying those feelings themselves so i just i the reason i say is I, i would love to find out like what it is that makes people uncomfortable reacting to animated art because it's almost like a well oh it's not real so like i shouldn't be having these reactions but it's like that just shows the depth of what we are as humans that we can have those kind of reactions to even just something as simple as you know like you said pen and paper of of people animating a manga yeah um it's definitely hard to pinpoint of why people are so adverse to it or at least to get moved by this type of piece of art because I mean just I mean when you think of drawing or cartoon you just think of like a child young child but I just think the reason why like you said you some you get these crazy it's just a culmination of emotions from these episodes that build on top of each other the depth of characters that are constantly being flushed out throughout the series and I think the main thing that I love about anime that is kind of not in I don't know if it's not kind of in film but with anime all the feelings and everything going on in the show is on the sleeve of all the characters you know what their what their motives are what uh how they feel and they are very expressive about what that is. But when in TV and sometimes movies, it's kind of you're observing and you're trying to get what they're feeling or what their motives are or something like that. But especially for someone like me who is that type of person where I do wear my heart on my sleeve, I do uh, say what I'm, I'm feeling or thinking at all times. I just think that's why I bond with anime more is because it, just the honesty of it, it, it revokes a reaction, invokes a reaction uh, that you can't help con- to connect with because they tell you what their goals are or why they're doing this and they give you all these different kinds of characters and just how deep these shows can go and like layer on um, significance with each episode in terms of the interactions with characters or like a callback or something like that is just always amazes me. I love just stories or especially anime. They feel, I feel like they're really good in this form of media in terms of doing uh, twists and turns uh, or just like layers kind of like, I'm again going to say Naruto uh, is I just, it, that show Naruto is probably my favorite of all time in terms of, how the every character in that show, or at least I feel like most of them have an insanely fleshed out character. You know who they are. Um, 
I mean, I've, I cried probably more in that show than I have my entire life in terms of just the scenes that happened uh, yeah. in that show. I just, that's probably my, I would probably say that's my favorite anime of all time um, in terms of that, but. Interesting. That's a bold statement. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's well, uh, I think it's well-deserved. I mean, there, you can give it a little bit of a flaw for its filler episodes and stuff like that. But I just think that the character development of the show and just like the journey, this 500 episode, well, I guess it's almost 700 episode with the original Naruto and then Shippuden, it's just constantly building on each other. And you feel like you're on this journey with this character and seeing him grow up and get, get stronger. And, uh, just the determination. It's, uh, I just, I just love it. Yeah. And, and obviously spoilers for anything that we talk about, but I think a lot of the stuff that we are going to be talking about is going to be shows that are much older, uh, than the year 2021, obviously. So these are old shows that I'm sure have probably been spoiled already, but I, I'm just thinking, cause I'm on the Naruto Shippuden journey right now and I'm, I'm uh, like 200 episodes in and there's, uh, uh, it's been, I'll say it's been fun to, uh, kind of navigate the filler episodes because there's like seven different people who have different ideas of which ones are filler or not. But I'll say shout out to Crunchyroll for making it very simple to uh, kind of it, like they have the episodes grouped into their, their story arc. And so it's like mm-hmm. some of the story arcs are the ones that are filler. So that was easy. But I mean, I, I just recently in the pain fight, uh, there's, I mean, there's a million emotions going on in my head in that, in those episodes, but like the, the, the big ones that stood out to me was like the fact that, uh, Hinata came back and like helped him, uh, after being so shy for all of those prior episodes. And like, finally that was like her coming out moment of sort of, I guess, professing her love for Naruto in a way. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and so like, that was so powerful and it had no right to be because it was like, we hadn't seen her in a while. She's always kind of been a background character, but just that whole, you know, and then you, to hear that in, in the Japanese too, uh, cause I'm, I'm watching it subbed, uh, you know, just hearing him say like, you know, the, the affection afterwards on her name. And I don't know if she, he calls her Hinata-chan or Hinata-kun, but, um, like the same as when he calls her, calls Sakura, Sakura-chan, like there's, there's just this, this love that he has for his friends. And, and the other scene that really hit me hard was like after the entire battle, when he beats everybody, uh, and he's coming back into the town and he sees Sakura and the first thing that he thinks of is what he did to her way back when, when the nine tails got out and like attacked her and he just gets so like saddened by it and embarrassed by it. And it was like, you wouldn't get that sort of thing in a movie where, you know, the main male character makes a mistake in what I would call like eight movies ago that they're calling it back and having him be like regretful of it, but moving on from it. And it's just, it's so good. And then the whole fact that the whole town loves him and I'm sure things get even crazier from there, but just like, again, like you said, you've got probably what 300 episodes of Naruto and Shippuden behind that whole, the town cheering for him and saying, finally, like Naruto is somebody. And we're feeling that too, because the whole series he's been kind of ridiculed and he's been the outcast and I, and I, yeah, and I got to hand it to you because when I, like I said, when I was younger, I would see Naruto stuff and other things. And I just, I never even gave it a thought. And I was like, okay, this is like, why is this Naruto character a thing? And now I'm like, why did I not get on this sooner? Just because it's, it really is. And I think you brought up another really good point too. I think it is something where maybe people who do wear their emotions on their sleeves, because I do as 
well. I think it's, it's almost a catharsis to be able to watch art like that, where your the characters in the show are a lot more like you than in other shows because a lot of live action is very especially when it comes to action movies the the action characters are usually very stoic they're very anti showing emotion they're very they don't usually learn a lesson and if they do it's because you know someone else told them that they needed to do it as opposed to them realizing it themselves and so there's just so many opportunities for that in all of these shows that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, with Naruto, there's just so much to go on. Uh, it's impossible to just cover it all. But yeah, I mean, if anybody hasn't watched that show, you definitely need to. But or at least if you're still interested in getting into, I mean, because it is a shonen, so it is. I don't know, but it de definitely. Let me add, let me it's, ask it's you, age group. What is so you're saying? So shonen, you're saying is is like a show, uh, an anime show that's like a young kind of a young protagonist at the beginning. We're kind of watching him grow up, that sort of thing. And so I would I would say that's probably like Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, Hunter X Hunter, that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. But then what about like I know when I was younger, I knew kids at school that read actual read manga, and the the magazine was always called shonen jump is that the same thing or is that just the brand of the magazine do you know um that is the brand of the magazine but i believe that's where it gets like its definition oh, okay shonen it was it, it's shonen jump was a collection of uh of manga or sunday i think it's either sunday or saturday uh cartoon or it's like Yu Yu, Yu Hakusho and and yeah. Kenshin that sort of stuff yeah it was just a collection of all these shows that were I, the audience uh originally for this is like younger kind of teenager uh because it does focus focus around usually the main characters around 14 16 year old which is insane because they look I didn't look anything like Naruto it's <laughs> right but, yeah um it's always just these crazy dudes but yeah so um, yeah, it's mainly aimed at those, which is kind of the other crazy thing, um, especially, I'm going to say Naruto again, but um, the subjects that they tackle, uh, I, I'm, I'm sometimes regretful that I didn't watch it at a, a younger age, but I'm more appreciative of now because I can realize its depth and like the meaning and just, um, I don't know. Just, no, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about because I, on multiple occasions, and, and obviously, you know, I've talked about it before, but I'm, I'm almost 30 and I started watching anime probably like, I don't know, less than five years ago, probably more like four years ago or something that it had to have been because I know we were watching it whenever I would come out and visit. But like every time that I was watching it, all I kept thinking was like, I wish I'd have watched this when I was younger. And it wasn't because like, oh, I wish I'd have seen this sooner. It was because the messages in these shows are just they're the kinds of messages that you want your kids to embody but like why would your kid listen to you as a parent sort of thing right like you like yeah. you you want to raise your kid to to always try their best to to be true to their word like all of these really lofty goals that when you tell people that they go oh that's just you being corny but when you watch it in the anime and you see naruto being like i'm never going to go back on my word like I now as a 30 year old feel those feelings and I feel like it's bettered me as a person to 
be like, you know, in those times where I do feel upset about something or I feel like, you know, and there's a lot of reasons for it, but I feel like the world is, you know, going into the, the dumpster. I, I think back on those episodes or I think back on those, those like tenants that they carry with them. And I'm like, you know what, like when I'm at work I, and people ask me to do something like my, my response now, I always tell them I will do my best. And I mean it when I tell them that, because I'm like, I want to be like Naruto. Like I want to have, even as an adult, like I feel like those messages you can carry with you. That's like how you become a really good person is by building off of those sort of promises these kids make in these shows. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the characteristics that they show with these main characters and kind of the, the lessons that they teach you is definitely something I take with me now with uh, like the, it's kind of, it's a, it's a reoccurring theme uh, throughout these shows or at least in Shonen where you'll have a villainous character and the main character will always reach out or try and understand them. When Naruto yes. has that multiple times, it's like kind of seeing the other side and, and I'm it, trying to explain what made someone do the things that they did. And you realize that every there's different perspectives to everything. Everyone goes through a different path in life or has some sort of uh, trip up that led them down this path. But most of these characters, they have uh, like goals like you and me or some sort of uh, like drive that made them want to do that but they're still deep down human or they, some part of them that can be reached which is a really important lesson I think that in order to like understand people better or trying to understand why we might people might be different from each other but usually we have the same drives or I guess motives for doing things like either family or love or something like that yeah which I, I definitely appreciate at least seeing that i mean i know mo to be it's anime is overwhelmingly positive and especially a couple of years of my life when i was definitely as you quote unquote down bad where mm -hmm. i wasn't feeling my greatest or i felt like the world was against me these shows helped me feel better uh, about myself and to try and have a more positive aspect go out of your way to see things from another side and kind of know that at the end of the day, things will hopefully get better, but um, it's, uh, you know, how much effort you put into it. But I mean, I definitely appreciate that. I, I just, uh, I think it's been an overwhelmingly positive influence, especially in my life since I've started watching it um, from watching these characters, because they are, it is, they say show, or the shonen anime, it is for young kids, but it does give them something to look up to or some sort of value that they, is a good thing to, not just beating the shit out of people, but just to uh, understand people and stuff like that. So, that's But e I, even that part of it is the, like, there's a lesson there. And that's like one of our favorite quotes is the, uh, like, how can I be so foolish as to hold myself back? Like how do I let a, wait, hold on, wait, I can uh, do you remember what the quote is? It's uh, could I, how could I uh, be so foolish? Something to uh, hold me be back. so foolish just to be held back by a limit. And like, ah, oh, that, and that's from that's from All Might from Two yeah. Heroes. But that that whole idea is is like the crux of anime as well. Is this 
this. I, and again, all of these are the lessons that you should be teaching kids because obviously every situation is different. Like, yes, in anime, everyone can be reached. And that's a message that kids should have when they're young is like, if you disagree with someone, find where the common ground is or find where yeah. you can, you can talk with them. Obviously when you get older, there are going to be people that you can't reach. Like there, there are crazy people out there that will never listen to you, but you don't need to like have that when you're a kid, you should be like Naruto where you don't care if that person can't be reached and you, you just keep trying just like he does with Sasuke. But this whole idea that in all of these shows, the villain wins a lot of times and beats the hero quite a bit. But the difference is the hero always comes back. The hero always pushes through their limit. And it's, and that's what makes the, and I'm getting chills just talking about it, but like, that's what makes the fight so good is because you saw them at their apex, like five episodes ago and they lost and they, they find something, whether that's like a memory from their parents or they see their friend get hurt or whatever the case may be. And they somehow break through that ceiling. And that is such a good message for kids for never, like to never give up and to always know that like, there's, there's more that you could do to, to be better. And there's, there's like to get stronger. It's a great message for people who like want to be athletes or really for any profession to just continuously try to never hold your, let yourself be held back by a limit. And, um, and yeah, and it's, it's funny cause it, it really is like every anime, whether that's Naruto, Dragon Ball Z is famous for that. Uh, I feel like Demon Slayer did a really good job of that. I mean, you could list any anime and that's kind of how it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that is the shonen genre. Uh, did you say there were other genres as well? Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's just like in film, there's all different types, you know, you've got like action. I would put probably action adventure and fantasy in one category. They usually all go together pretty well. Um, there's specific, I guess, comedy, but most of these shows do that's what also is insane that these shows especially in even in japanese uh well i if you do watch it in japanese that even hearing it or reading it it makes you laugh which i love about these shows that it can reach across a cult or culture and be able to oh make yeah laugh from something that you wouldn't think it, it would um comedy romance uh Romance slash slice of life is sometimes what they call it, which is just like ordinary, um, ordinary life uh, with an open ending, kind of like no real, uh, just like some some fluff piece. And then there's the, which is probably we've talked the, about the positive things about anime that some pe people can find, but it's usually in this category that when people think of anime, they think about. Uh, these uh, Ichi or uh, harem style animes, which is Ichi is from the, from the sound of H in the word hentai, which, which means pervert in Japan. So they have these animes that are uh, pretty on the risque side, which I feel like, I mean, memes and stuff like that that you see on the internet that if you're, especially if you're already negative towards the idea of anime, it, seeing that would just probably put you over the edge. I mean, I know I've, I've had a few that I've watched when it's kind of you just trying to turn your, turn your brain off to just watch something. Um, and then, of course, the one time I'm watching this type of anime, uh, I had, my girlfriend walks in on me watching this in the show, and I have to, have to show her what it is. But um, mm -hmm. 
that's I mean that's the magic of film though and any any medium is no matter what if there's if there's some risque scene going on your girlfriend your wife your parents they're gonna yeah. show up they're gonna they're gonna come over and they're gonna get in the room right when it happens they're gonna say hey what are you doing it's uh it's like this weird rule of the universe but yeah no I can think of some people in our close family circle who uh I know would have uh had a very interesting conversation to have with you specifically uh my brother uh, but, uh, but no, I think, and that's, that's an interesting conversation that hopefully we can get to as well. This idea that there is this sort of, uh, like, like how, how, how much is too much in regards to that type of art form? Because that's the reason that people get that way is, is almost 100% some learned behavior of theirs brought on by society. Like it's not, it's usually because either, you know, church said that it was bad or school said it was bad, their parents, whatever the case. And again, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not saying I'm not going to condone or condemn it, but it's, it's just like any other art piece, right? Like, it's just like no. looking at the, the naked uh, painting that's in the art museum. Like someone painted that. And I'm sure back in the 1500s, they were like, you, you guys are Ichi. This is crazy. This, you guys are pedophiles. And, and, uh, and now it's like a famous art piece. So it, art is really subjective. And so if you can enjoy that sort of stuff, like all, all power to you, especially if it's got, you know, a strong message and a good message. So let's, why don't we dive into, um, and we can, so what we can do is we'll, cause I know, I think everyone's probably favorite group of anime is Shonen. So why don't we move into the first group? We'll save Shonen for last. Um, sure. So pick pick your first genre and let's talk about the shows that you watch. And hopefully, I, I like I said, everyone, I, I've seen some anime this year and I, I, I'll be, try to talk about it as best as I can. But some of these, these are going to be deep cuts. So I think, uh, and, and this will be the other thing too, Cam, don't let me forget. But I think at the end of this episode, it may be good for those listeners who maybe this is their first foray into this to maybe give them some pointers as to like, what are some good shows to start with? Yeah, uh, in getting in. But before we do that, let's start with a pick your first genre and let's hear some of the shows that you watch from that genre. Okay, so um, I'll, I guess I'll start with uh, that action adventure kind of fantasy uh, genre. Okay. Uh, kind of, it could be something like uh, Back in Time or something supernatural. I watched a couple, of, this kind of, can flow out of uh, the shonen genre if there's a good amount of action. But um, the ones that I kind of gotten into or where this stemmed from was uh, Sword Art Online, which is some of these are going to be deep cuts that some people might not have heard of before. But um, Sword Art Online is definitely one that I feel like people have uh, heard about. Uh, it's mainly about uh, the idea of, and a lot of these are actually kind of like this, where uh, it's kind of a tech technology in terms of uh, MMORPGs, which is massive multiplayer online. So like WoW and stuff like that. But in uh, Sword on Online, it's them putting on a, a nerve headset and them going into a virtual world, uh, but within this instance, what was so interesting about it, and a couple of these kind of follow the same thing, but uh, a bunch of people go online to experience this new technology of a nerve headset, which is jacking them in straight into your brain and be able to feel and touch anything in the world, and it feels real. But the creator of the game has actually rigged it so that if you become disconnected, 
while you're online, you'll die. If you die online, you, you die in real life uh, unless they get to the top of the tower in this, in this universe that they've created. So uh, sounds like ready player one. Oh yeah. Basically that. But uh, so it's uh, them going around learning new skills, kind of like any, like a video game, which is probably why I liked it so much. It's them uh, picking up, picking up gear, learning new skills. It kind of, I would also say it's a, a slightly on the romance side, which I do like it. Uh, the main character meets an, uh, a sweet girl that he doesn't, uh, that's actually very scary and ferocious in battle. And they end up becoming closer together and uh, forming a bond. And they, it, he finds somebody that he wants to protect uh, online of all places where he, <laughs> Like in Skyrim, where you get married to some some bitch at uh, in a village, he basically does the same thing, but promises to protect her. And the first, there's multiple seasons of this, and it seems to have fallen off a little bit at, uh, as it kept going. But I thought that the first season of Sword Art Online, just the original, was so great, and it has these amazing uh, artistic fighting uh, styles with the whole. RPG system of a video game in it, it really depicted well, uh, as well as the romance side of it, which I also enjoy and kind of saying kind of a slide on technology in terms of kind of knowing what you're getting into with like this VR stuff and like how far could technology go and could this actually happen? I like the idea of that too. But. Yeah. That's kind of like the brain dance from uh, cyberpunk. Oh yeah. So, uh, I did enjoy that one. Uh, I'd probably, yeah, probably about like an eight or eight. I would give it. It's definitely, it's definitely worth a watch if you do. If any, if you play, if you're into video games or have played an MMORPG, the the thought or the premise of getting stuck in the world that you feel like you're stuck in when you're playing when you're getting immersed in a video game, but it's actually a life or death situation is kind of an interesting. So kind of a, a mix between if you if you like Skyrim or uh, World of Warcraft, but also if you enjoyed uh, Ready Player One, this might be the show for you. Yeah. So okay. and then following off of that, there uh, another that type is uh, it's it's called Overlord. Uh, it's the idea of this is again a in an MMORPG. This uh, guy. It's the final hours of this server that had been popular the the server of the of the virtual reality video game uh has is coming he's he spent so much of his time with like people the people that he started this guild with that he's uh in this universe uh and he's like done the most he's gotten as high as he can highest level uh and then the server's about to shut down and all the people that he had spent time with to be play this video game with have all moved on to like, kind of like in real life, you know, when you get older, you don't have as much time for video games, but looking back at, you can imagine how much time you've been, you poured into a video game. Uh, this kind of shows that. And he uh, is sitting at the end of the server when it's counting down, they, the servers begin to shut down and when the clock strikes midnight and he's expecting to get ejected from the server, he's still in the game. And the 
NPCs or non-player characters of the universe that he had that didn't talk, it was just um, manually through text, have, uh, ha have developed personalities and actual uh, thought. So become sentient, basically, these programs have, and uh, they develop personalities of their own. So at getting stuck with this situation, he, he re-ups his, uh, his drive to continue this game and uh, try and see how far he can go and stay in this universe uh, and tries to take over and become a supreme dictator, uh, basically, in, the, in this new world that he's created. An overlord, you might say. You would say that, yeah. Interesting. But, uh, I'm I'm getting some. I'm getting a couple vibes off this show. I'm getting the. Uh, well, I guess I was going to say my own experiences with Cyberpunk of putting eighty hours into the game and having it be bugged, so I can't keep going. But then also, uh, kind of our experience with Friday the Thirteenth as a game, where they're shutting the servers down. And we've just got to get a couple last games in here. But that last bit reminds me of Toy Story with uh, all the all the characters coming to life and having their own personality. It sounds really cool. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, they've got, it's, again, a little bit of uh, a lot of action, but it's mainly kind of a chess game that he's playing with these characters. I mean, he's super, it's basically one punch. Anyone that doesn't know about that, it's just a completely, it's a, one, it's a hero that can defeat any monster in one punch. Uh, that's basically this guy. He's become so powerful. He's the supreme being, but he's trying to uh, dictate with uh, power moves and like smarts to take over the kingdoms without like people realizing it and also having them depend on him. So he's their supreme ruler or overlord. Mm. So it's definitely, definitely a really cool concept. And uh, there's definitely fun fun fights in there and the animation is also great uh it's i would probably put that over sword art online in terms of the the complexity of it sword art online is also great but um i definitely enjoyed overlord um so continuing on with like this fantasy of like that was kind of medieval uh i watched this show your brother actually i'd seen this on crunchyroll before but i hadn't got into it um this is kind of I don't know, not, it's hit or miss in terms of this first episode of uh, the anime called Goblin Slayer. The idea mm. is this, uh, there's a hero in this universe that only slays goblins. And if you play video games or anything like that, when you think of goblin, you think of low level creature, uh, not even a challenge, not even a waste of time and very low, uh, like XP, even if you killed it. But even though it's, uh, it was a risky move to do the things that they did with in the first episode, in the first scene. Uh, I actually enjoyed it in terms of setting, uh, setting the stakes and how, yeah, goblins might be seen as these little creatures, but they're actually vile creatures, especially for the people that aren't these great heroes in this universe that are weak or like women or villagers or people that, uh, don't have much power. They do pose a real problem. So uh, the go goblins in this world, they're known for ferocity and cunning and like they reproduce like crazy, but they're the lowest, they're reputable between these monster killers as just these shitty creatures. But this one hero called the God, he only refers to himself as the goblin slayer. He 
seeks out and only takes goblin slaying missions. Uh, <laughs> wow, picky, picky. So, and the, like I said, this, it's, the first episode definitely sets the tone in terms of how serious, or sets the stakes on how serious it, that the goblins are a problem, and he's the only one really paying attention to it. Um, so he's kind of looking he, out for the little guy. Yeah, exactly. So he's, I mean, yeah, and he's motivated by things that's happened in his past, obviously. That was of course. But um, he comes across, he's the main kind of character, but he saves this young girl uh, and her young, that's the problem with these young, with these goblins, young adventurers, they go out thinking that they can kill these young, like these goblins because they're low level creatures. But um, it turns out that they get into more trouble than they bargained for, but he's able to save her. And uh, she becomes enamored with his like determination to just kill these monsters or the goblins. And uh, he gets people around him to start joining him and look up to him. And he's not just, uh, just a shitty hero. He's, a, uh, he's perfected a craft and getting rid of a menace that most people underestimate, but is a real problem to other people. So this sounds so, like uh, the show about the everyman. This is, this is the, uh, I'm trying to think of what it would be an equivalent of this, but kind of like a bug exterminator. Like no one really thinks much about him, but Hey, he's the guy that's going to take care of all those bugs that are in your house, biting you and you sleep. Like, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, and the great thing is that they are able to do so much with this character with him not – he hardly says anything in this show. He says a few things, and it's literally pretty much only about slaying goblins. But <laughs> the way that the characters react around him or him being silent in certain situations, uh, it it's still able to add depth to the character. And I didn't know how I'd feel about it at first, especially when I watched the first episode, but I realized the importance of setting the scene of – these these vile creatures in the world and i ended up really loving this one this is like a i put this at an 8.5 and definitely uh one of the one of the gems that i watched this past year um mm. vile goblin vile goblin exactly um boy i'm tr- thinking of these next two and they do they kind of fall in a bunch of different categories and these were like my top in these categories of action and adventure, but I would also say uh, this this series is just so it's got a deep fan base, uh, and it, I was kind of nervous getting into it because it's kind of deep in the people that have like known about this and which one's the best version of it. But it's basically the Fate Stay Night series, and this I gave. Anything that I've watched of this has just been absolutely amazing. I fell in love with this right when I watched it. So the Fate Stay Night uh, anime was uh, was made from this Japanese adult visual novel, which is hilarious. It's uh, which was played... is that a movie? Is that what no. you would call a movie? No. So a visual, <laughs> a, a visual. Yeah, it's basically a movie. No, it's. It's a video game that's kind of popular, I believe, in Japan, where you make all these choices. It's mainly dialogue, but the choices you make have like consequences throughout the story. Like a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, exactly. Okay. Uh, and there's and the funny thing is that it's uh, kind of risque, especially with it being an adult visual novel. But with the anime version, it's, there's not really a lot of that. The main thing is that there's three different paths in this Fate Stay Night visual novel series. Uh, which follows these uh, 
these girls that are super important characters in their own right. And the amazing thing is about this series is, and especially the, the animes, is that things that you experience in this anime, the, the one is the Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, carry over into the, regu- the original Fate Stay Night and then into the, uh, there's a movie, there's a trilogy of movies that came out uh, for this, the third path. But things that you find out in one movie, because, or one, uh, one series that go down a series of paths, the characters you interact with, because it's all the same, it's all the same journey. It's you going, you're picking one of these girls to kind of follow and lead, or it'd be your love interest through it but you either learn things about their character and the interactions that they have with the other people. You learn different things throughout all these different episodes. So it's kind of fun to watch these. And even though it is the same plot going on, it the things that get revealed to it and add more depth to it, even though you haven't, but in terms of the path that you pick, it's just, it just blows my mind. I have a hard time talking about it because it's just... It sounds very intricate. It's an incre- it is incredible. So basically with the, the Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, it, the story revolves around uh, Emiya. He's a, he's a hardworking kid uh, who's... He's the main, like I guess, guy and love interest in terms of the things that he's... The choices he makes affects the characters around him. Uh, the big overall uh, event that's tying all these storylines together is it's called the Holy Grail War, War, and it happens every 10 years, I believe, where all these uh, magi or magicians summon a hero of uh, a different type of class, which is, uh, it's like caster, assassin, saber, archer, um, it was it Lancer? I'm trying to think of the other two. Um, Sorcerer or Caster, and I'm missing one other. But so each uh, each person that's participating in this gets a, a hero, which is they call them servants. So it's a master and a servant teaming together to eliminate all the other people in this game to get the Holy Grail, which is supposed to grant one wish uh, and he he lost his father or his someone that adopted him in uh the previous holy grail war war and uh learns that that event or there's like a huge fire that happened uh was caused by this so he becomes invested and he again it's who he decides to team up with or who he decides to uh really side by i mean this i really wish i could just explain this better because it's it's a very it's very complicated let me ask you this so you're saying there's it's it's like in in each instance it's like the main character is a guy and he's got like a sort of a girl it sounds like by his side yeah well no but there's only one but there's only one wish no 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 yeah there's only one wish at the end i mean that's what they're fighting for but all three of these girls exist in each of these storylines but it's who he decides to mainly follow right. that where it's flushed out. So in the uh, Unlimited Blade Works, it's uh, this, this basically protege uh, ma- magician called Rin who goes to his school 
that uh, they team up together to uh, take out or go in this Holy Grail war versus other people. And uh, the, just the twist in this show and in terms of what you, I guess your, I, the main thing in this is like your ideal of like for Naruto, uh, Ninja never going back on his word or um, something like that. It takes that idea and then stretches it to the extreme in terms of, okay, but what is, like, what's, how far down the line can we take that? Like, you said yeah. you never go back on your word. If you say something in, in an extreme or something that would be, like, catastrophic to somebody else, would you still do that? And kind of living with the choices that that uh, happens with. But if if you enjoy action or anything like that or... Anything with a twisting storyline, I would definitely recommend it. This is because you, especially me watching Unlimited Blade Works and then watching this uh, movie trilogy, which is Heaven's Feel, which is him choosing another girl. You feel you feel bad in terms of who you're siding with, especially the girls, because they have deep backstories, and you know because these universe because these storylines are are connected that they are going through something at a, at the same time as this other girl is going through. Oh, so you feel yeah. a guilt trip and like, Oh, this, this girl, this is like the, the light happy where we're happy together. But I know on the other side, this girl is, is a, this fa a faded girl in a terrible tragedy. And should I save her instead and put her above like my ideal or something like that and compromise it. So Wow. I love both of these. I gave them both tens. They're an insanely, insanely beautifully done with the animation, and uh, I just love the complication in these storylines. Especially you, kind of feeling like you're making a choice too while watching this in terms of yeah. standing behind, because it's just it's just probably one of the most enjoyable animes that I watched this year and I always think about it and I'm still thinking about because I still need to watch this third uh, movie from Fate Stay Night, The Heavens Feel, the third uh, bit of it because I need closure. I need to figure mm. out what happens to my girl and uh, if it all ends up all right. But. Wow, yeah, that sounds insanely intense and I, you know, that's kind of the stuff that you want from from a show or a movie is that that whole like, I mean with a movie, you know the movie's good when you leave the theater and you're still talking about it and you're still thinking about it days afterwards. And I think whenever you pose difficult questions or like you said, where like, okay, what if we took this to the extreme? Like how does that make you feel? Like I think that sort of stuff sticks with you and that's that's really cool that it does that. Yeah. And like to the extreme, I I use Naruto example, but for his and then this unlimited blade works is he his goal is he doesn't really have much, but he always says oh i want to be a hero of justice well what does that mean to what extreme to in whose sense of justice yeah uh and it kind of it's a definitely a moral dilemma uh and a crazy twist at the end in terms of how it ends up it's it's definitely great i definitely recommend this the highest out of out of this genre there's a couple others that i have super high on my list but in terms of action if this is like it's it's amazingly well done and i could not fanboy enough about this i'm i can see why the fan base on this is so they're so passionate and they they certain certain parts of the fan base think 
love different sides of these storylines because of course they're siding with the girl at this one point in time. So yeah, man, really- that's crazy. I actually, I'm really thinking about watching that now. It sounds really fun. I, and I love those, those uh, choose your own adventures. And that's funny. That whole justice bit reminds me of another anime and this is an animated show called star Wars, the clone wars, where Darth Maul says justice is merely the construct of the current power base. Exactly. And uh, and that's I I love that whole idea of like what is justice so they have that's that's really cool, and that definitely does play a part in Unlimited Blade Works or at least a part of that like deciding what is justice and how far you'll go to take that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean it's a, it's definitely amazing. I can I probably have said amazing like a million times, but I cannot like. Hey, well, everything you've said that's been amazing that I've watched has been amazing. So I, uh, I trust your opinions on this. Uh, are there any others in the uh, adventure uh, fantasy category? Um, not in this adventurous uh, category. Those were the main okay. fit in those genres. I would, I would also probably put this in the romance, but it is mainly action. I mean, the adult novel is definitely more romantic, but there's romantic size. I, I felt a, a, a romantic reaction watching this in terms of standing behind my girl that I, that I was cheering for the past. Right. That was right. But, I mean, that's the, that's the main uh, genre that I really got into this year. I've always been into shonen and action and kind of not going anything too heavy. I mean, Death Note would probably be a psychological one. I do need to watch more of those and some horror animes that I do want to get into that I've seen online on YouTube that look like amazing. Uh, but I'll go ahead and go into the, uh, into the, I guess we'll start with the dirty <laughs> before going into uh, the, the, the good side of the romantic. We'll go into the, the Ichi and Harem, uh, animes which are the hent it it means uh hentai means pervert so these are ones that are very graphic and we talked about this before in terms of why people are so adverse to it and i think if when nudity and sexual interactions are displayed in a cartoon format the uh immediate reaction is well this is made for kids so this is inherently perverted but in film and tv shows there's like like lois says sex on tv all the time we immediately uh accept it that it's okay but because it's in a different format and it's animated as a cartoon we immediately turn our heads to that and i don't shame anybody for that if you don't like that that's totally understandable but absolutely so the redeeming qualities of these though they have to be they can't, it can't just be smut. I mean, if it's that, then you might as well just go online and go jerk it to actual fucking uh, porn of this. But for this, this is, they do have story. And I think for mainly these, the redeeming qualities is how good is the, uh, the comedy. And uh, one of these is a good example of that. And the other one that I watched this year is the complete opposite that I thought when I was watching this, and that's the thing. This is the 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 bad one that I'll talk about first. I'll do the bad first. When I started this, I was like, I got to see this through the end. This is obviously not great, but I have to watch. I have to see this through the end in terms of how crazy this is going to get. 
Uh, Todd actually told me about this one. It, this is called Testament of Sister New Devil. And so the, the idea of this is uh, a, a boy's father uh, remarries or, and gets, and I don't know what is with this theme in Japan where the whole Oni, the whole Oni-chan uh, meme when a girl is saying that to you, it's such a fetish in Japan and no, no shame to that, but the idea of sleeping with your not related sister and saying that is, seems to be prevalent in a lot of different, uh, in animes because they do say it a lot, but in this one, he, his father remarries and he gets new two stepsisters and he, they become their new siblings. Uh, so they are all in the same house together. Uh, but then these two girls reveal themselves that they're actually demons. And one of them is the daughter of the demon Lord. And uh, the hero is revealed is the other twist is that he's the member as a member of the clan of heroes. So kind of enemies of each other. However, because he's promised to take care of them and he promised his father to watch over them, he says he will always watch over their sister. But the kicker is that they decide the younger sister is kind of more of a magician. So she's like, okay, let's make a master servant pact with the daughter of the demon Lord so that you're subservient to her. It turns out in the opposite way where she becomes preserved. Uh, 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 servant to him and the only way to, to to satisfy or to nullify this contract whenever uh, whenever the girl she it's basically a necklace or like a, a magic necklace where that glows up when she's thinking anything bad about her master or anything like that and the only way to satisfy that or to get over that is to basically basically touch the other girl in whatever way. So it's multiple times of this girl and this guy who's saying Oni-chan the whole time doing this. Meanwhile, under the guise of it being a slightly action show, there are decent action show action scenes in this, but this is mainly just to the extreme of how, how perverted and how crazy we can go in a show and not, cross the line of it being uh, hentai. And he continues to gather all these girls that like him and forming these master servant packs. So it turns out to be pretty much uh, a massive touch orgy the whole time. So this is- Sounds like he's coming up with his own cult. Yeah, exactly. So that's the definition of harem where it's a bunch of girls obsessed with a guy and him just reaping all the benefits of that. So this, I, I would not recommend it to be quite honest, but it's definitely one that I was just in amazement of in terms of putting this on TV or that they would decide or that just yeah. the way that they did this show was. Just- I know what you mean, and I and I almost wonder. Maybe you know, because obviously I know nothing about this show. But like you've got like like a Naruto or a uh, I guess Naruto is probably the best example of where like that show is based off of the manga. And yeah. so, like, you can read ahead in the manga to find out what happens in Naruto, all that sort of stuff. Are these types of shows based on some written form of something? Or did, like, an actual group of adults get together and say, hey, let's do this just because we know that there's an audience out there in Japan or in other parts of the world that actually likes this? Or are they saying, well, you know, we're adapting this from an actual, like, a, a comic? 
so yeah, this was developed was this was adapted from uh, three. There's three chapters of this. It's three volumes of the light novel series of the same title. Uh, this Testament of Sister New Girl or New Devil. But the crazy thing is, is that this is it's well received in Japan, but it's extremely popular in what in the Western world. Like we are definitely big consumers of this type of media, so we definitely like this stuff at least america's big uh big anime titty well in pre in pri we'll preface that in private people really like that stuff because i think that's the that's the 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 in my eyes the funnest piece of talking about this sort of stuff is whenever you talk about it, the first thing that people say is why like why are you talking about this, this is totally inappropriate blah 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 but then those are the same people that are going to be going oh well i should i'm going to go watch the show or like i'm watching the show right now sort of thing and it's like there's just and and that's probably why they make the shows in the first place obviously like you said there's there's a a manga precedent but it's like whatever people are into that's what sells that's what gets the most views that's what gets the most viewers and when you have a society that's been built on a lot of sort of and i guess i i would say both for japan and the u.s a lot of puritan values where this sort of stuff is not is is looked down upon those those people that are telling you that it's bad are typically authority figures whether that's your parents again your teachers your you know the government whatever the case may be humans have an innate ability to do what they're not like they don't like being told what to do and especially in something like this where like there's there's obviously it's just an actual show so you could go watch it whatever you want like people are going to watch it and they're going to really like it but they're going to like it more because they were told they couldn't watch it or they were told that they shouldn't watch it or that there's something like that it's it's ironic because anytime something bad comes out in in film movies books magazines whatever it is it's always the things that sell really well are the things that the people in power don't want to sell really well. Like the sports illustrated uh, swimsuit edition uh, issue always is like the top seller because all yeah. of the kids want to get their grubby mitts on it. And it's like, okay, but that's because you've cultivated this culture of shame that people want to kind of buy these things, keep it hidden, that sort of stuff. And so it makes, that makes total sense to me that it would be really popular in America because again, there's a, there's a lot of people that, that really like that stuff, but they would never, it never admit to it in public, which is just, it's, it's a very interesting, uh, I mean, obviously genre, but it's, it's a, just a very interesting, uh, I mean, that whole conversation is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's some shows that have the sexual overtones to it, but this took it to an extreme where I understand about not wanting to say that you've watched this in public. I'm, I'm feeling like maybe I shouldn't have said that I watched this, but I got to get the, I got to get the word out. But hey, you got to do it. But it's yeah, pure, it's I mean, purely you know, academic. You know, sex, sex sells, and especially in America, exactly. but and be, because it's in a different art form it's looked down upon more, which is kind of an interesting thing to think about. No, but, that's a great point too. Cause you know, you could probably get some of those same scenes in a regular TV show. Like a, there's, there's obviously so many raunchy TV shows out there that people oh, yeah. love that are yeah. bestsellers. And it's like, okay, well what's worse actually seeing people doing it or just watching a cartoon of it? Like what's going to, and that would be interesting. What's going to cause the most damage. And, you know, arguably maybe neither of them are going to cause any damage, but it's, it, it's a, it's a very fascinating subject. Yeah, I know you can look down on kind of these shows, but like, I mean, an example of my, of this, this show that my girlfriend watched this past year, 
and as well as my fucking mom. It's this, uh, it's called Homelander or no, not Homelander. No, Outlander. Outlander. Yeah. Your, your wife has yeah, watched my that wife show loves too, that show too. Where it's got these extreme different sexual scenes and stuff like that or overtones to it, but it's accepted because it's portrayed by a, a, a hot dude and it's a woman and it's uh, actual live, uh, live art. Yeah, I guess, you know what, I would say probably the most current, more so even than Outlander, the most current phenomena of that is the Fifty Shades series. Yeah, exactly. Both the the books and the movies. I mean, God, that that book just flew off the shelves. And it's like, I don't think people are buying that book because it's like like a Pulitzer Prize winning book. Like they're they're buying it for a lot of other reasons. And hey, but hey, that's what they like. Like, again, I I think my whole position on it is like, you can look down on... you can look down on the art aspect of it. Like if that's something that you don't like, or if that's something that makes you uncomfortable, that's totally fine. Like you, you're your own person. But the problem is when you look down on other people, because that's what they like, like sh- shaming others for watching something or enjoying, and it doesn't matter what show it is. I mean, that, that can stretch into literally any category of art, but, but shaming somebody for something that they like because it makes them happy whether that's uh, this this show or Fifty Shades or Star Wars or wh- whatever the case may be, like there's just you just gotta let people like what they like and and be thankful that there are companies out there putting out products that other people enjoy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not everyone's cup of tea, and but I mean, everyone wants to turn turn off their brain sometimes and watch, especially with women with watching Fifty Shades of Grey or something or yeah watching or reading it sometimes uh watch a hot sexy romance or whatever to get get your jollies off but yeah i mean just because it's a different art form uh looking down on it is kind of interesting but um so like i said the redeeming qualities of these types of shows is that they have to be they this there has to be a decent story something to be like, okay, I'm not just sitting here. I'm watching, watching naked chicks throw their tits on the screen. Uh, it's got to also have comedy or like good comedic value and something that gets you invested in the characters. And so the best, uh, example of this, I mean, I have not dived into this genre a lot. There's only two on here that I would consider out of the animes that I watched these that in my down bad saga that I watched these, but um, this one's called High School DXD, and this one's actually really, really popular. Um, so it's basically this high school student, Issei, who's uh, your, your perverted kid in, in high school or whatever, who does nothing but think about girls and uh, wanting girls to surround him in his everyday life. So one day he out of the blue he's known throughout the school of being like a fucking freaky pervert kind of guy or whatever in terms of just being over over the top but one day uh he seems to catch a break and a beautiful girl uh asks him out and uh they end up going on a date and he thinks he's the luckiest guy in the world and then she turns to him and said after this great day that he's thinking he's had, he's like, wow, this is what it's like to actually find love or have a girl. She says, would you die for me? And he's like, wait, what? Oh my. And she turns into uh, a, a busty fallen angel who uh, decides to kill him because he is somebody that's received a, 
I'm pretty sure, I think it's called a blessing or some kind of legendary item uh, that he was just born with that he's like a threat to uh, the fallen angels. But he, the beautiful girl at school who's actually uh, a, a top class devil. So they, the different factions in this are like angels, fallen angels who like fell from heaven when they revolted against God or whatever, and then devils. Uh, so she's a devil and she revives him as her servant and she's the president of this fucking club at school and recruits him into the ranks to uh, make him more powerful or understand his power. And it's hilarious because he goes through the same arc as Shonen where it's like a character you're getting more powerful, learning a new move, but all his revolve around a horny as hell. He's got one move where he steals the girls' dresses from right up over them. There's another one where he he can read their minds by reading, uh, looking into their boobs or whatever, basically from far away to see what move they're doing. So it's just kind of a funny play on that. But the story is really good. I think in this, uh, each character in this, they have a good backstory. It's all fleshed out. But then you've got those scenes at the end of the day where she, uh, the girl, the main one, Rias, she ends up falling for him and uh, wants to be with him. And all the other girls around him are, that are part of this club are also trying to take him away from him. But so it's kind of a funny, uh, funny shenanigans type of uh the show, which I enjoyed watching. Uh, and then there's also obviously some anime titties in there, but it's not to the extreme of the, the other show that I just mentioned, but it's definitely uh, a turn your brain off type of show to be, uh, to watch and kind of enjoy. But um, that, that would be the other side of the show being um, that would fall into this Ichi category in terms of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too ashamed of watching this or not ashamed, but uh not feeling too bad about watching it. Right. Now I got, I got to ask, you've mentioned twice now, sh- shutting your brain off to watch anime, but how can you shut your brain off when you have to read the subtitles? Uh, in terms of having to get overly, I mean, there's not too much happening on screen in terms of things that you got to pay attention to. I'm okay. Just it's watching. not like Naruto where like everything people says is incredibly important. Yeah. That okay. has some callback. I mean, there's, I, the story in this is good and there's some callbacks and stuff like that, but it's pretty, I mean, there, I think there's like four scenes in this that I've watched. It went on for pretty, uh, pretty decent time. Um, so it was pretty successful, but, uh, I definitely enjoyed when I did watch it. It was obviously, uh, a, de- a good time, but, uh, definitely not one that you can be, uh, sitting in your airport and watching without, uh, covering covering your screen sure or or even on your couch when your girlfriend's nearby exactly exactly mm-hmm. yeah you never hey you never know it's the magic of the universe so uh, so going from these hardcore i guess genre of ichi uh i'll go into com- a kind of comedy or at least the show most of these next ones that i'm going to talk about besides the shonen have comedy in them but there's this one's primarily a comedy this this one's kind of sexualized too but nothing no clothes coming off or anything like that there's i mean most a good amount of anime mainly minus shonen uh has that type of stuff where they sexualize characters and stuff like that but this one's called kanasuba uh and it's god's blessing on this wonderful earth and it's again a this seems to be a recurring theme in a lot of these shows but um 
he, I guess it's not virtual reality, but he, uh, and so there's a term, which probably I would be considered this in Japan, where uh, they refer to people call, uh, as NEETs, N-E-E-T, which is people that kind of are shut out from like going out socially, going into their house and just playing video games and only living in their house. Sounds like so, this. Sounds yeah, like exactly. all of the world during exactly. 2020. So going out to buy this brand new video game, he uh, on his way back home, he sees a girl about to get hit by a car and uh tries to do something heroic and save her and he wakes up dead uh in front of a uh a beautiful uh water goddess named aqua she told she tells him that he actually uh she got out of the way in time he fell over and pissed himself and died out of fear that he was going to get hit by this car and so now he's dead and she just continues laughing at him uh and he gets so mad at her uh, that he gets one wish when he gets to this uh, afterlife or anything like that, that he can choose to be uh, continue to heaven or reincarnate or reincarnate in, uh, in every gamer's dream, which is a fantasy world. So, and when you get it and it puts you in a world where things are like in trouble. So you've got, I guess, something to do. But you get one item to bring with you. You can pick like, oh, I'm going to bring this super powerful sword or I'm going to uh, be a crazy magic caster. But because he's so mad that she was laughing at him, she, he says, okay, I'll pick, take you to come with me. So this goddess that is in charge of the afterlife has to go with him into this uh, fantasy world. And uh, he constantly is getting thrown in over his head. I mean, he's a completely average kid. Uh, in this world and he manages to get through with cunning and just comedic uh, shenanigans meanwhile having this uh, this self-absorbed goddess who thinks she's all powerful but constantly gets in more trouble than he does uh, they go on these take on different tasks and they gang up with a uh, a rag two other ragtag people one is a uh, a knight that can't hit anything or fight but she's just basically a huge tank where she can eat a hit. And she's like a, uh, what's it? A sadist? No, something where you enjoy pain or like getting fucking embarrassed. Like, is it a mm -hmm. masochist or something? I think, I, it's, it's, I think it's sadist. sadist. Yeah. Okay, something like that. Um, and so she's this attractive girl that's always like in, uh, turned on by the idea of her getting just beaten to shit or fucking uh, embarrassed or something like that. And then another girl that they meet, uh, which is a wizard that can only use explosion magic, which is an, this insanely powerful type of magic, but it can only she can only do it once per day. So mm. it's all these fucking ragtag characters who, uh, apart, aren't anything special, but they're able to uh, take down demons and... Uh, Demon Kings by like, terrorizing villages and stupid shit like that all the time. But this show was super funny. I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, there's the story is great. They flesh out these characters really well. Uh, the animation is actually very good, especially like when this person's casting their explosion magic. So there's bits and action in there, but I would more lean towards it being a comedy because I was pretty much laughing this whole time that I did watch this. They had 
I do enjoy an anime that makes you laugh a lot, but it is definitely an adventure type, but I would uh, lean more towards comedy, but comedy adventure, sure, you can put that in the same category, but definitely, I think it had two seasons and a movie. It was pretty, it was pretty quick in terms of a watch, but uh, I enjoyed it, definitely. And all of these shows so far, these can all be found on Crunchyroll? Let me see. Uh, yes, I've watched all these on Crunchyroll. Uh, I did, I had to go uh, online onto one of the streaming sites uh, for this Testament of Sister New Devil for uh, the uncensored version. Mm. Seasons, but that's about it. But yeah, everything else can be found on either Crunchyroll, Funimation, anything like that, any streaming service. So these are more, more readily available. But this one's pretty, but I, I love this. I gave it an eight when I did watch it. It was definitely good comedic value. It wasn't too over-sexualized, but they definitely have those funny comedic moments that enjoy and do put that in there. But um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, so kind of moving from that comedy slash section, that, Again, this most of these other ones that I'm going to say are, like I said, if they are a different genre and uh, like for for this one, it's romance. What really sets these shows apart is if they have these, if it is a romance and not just straight romance, but if they have these great comedic effects and funny moments and funny scenes, I think that really makes the anime in terms of it just being completely serious. Because I mean, I. I'm watching these to have fun, not to get super down bad, but there are shows like this. But um, in that section, I, these, I definitely tore up into this. Uh, I really got on a rom- romance uh, romance binge with anim- anime. Like I said, I ventured out a little bit of this year in terms of the stuff that I'm used to watching, which is only shown in into these uh, different types of uh, like fantasy or in different kinds of worlds or uh, the romance section, which I enjoyed these a ton. There's a couple of great ones in here that I would definitely recommend uh, for anybody that likes to feel a little touchy-feely because, you know, I'm a big softie at heart, so I definitely enjoyed these. Um, but this one this one was really short. These episodes were, like, only 12 minutes each. Uh, wow. But So I busted through it very quickly, and there's only, like, 12 episodes. So this – I ripped through it. Um, but it's – it's called Ao Chan Can't Study, and it does have uh, it does have a connotation of kind of being a little sexy, but not really. It's mainly because of the situation she's gotten put in. So she, uh, her name is Ao uh, because her dad is a a graphic novelist or whatever. He writes these romance novels, and so he named her Ao as in your AO face or your O face or whatever. So she's had to live that down her whole life and deal with her, her perverted dad kind of writing these books, but she's determined to like get away um, from his like shadow. Cause he's always introducing himself as this like popular uh, graphic novelist uh, to like any, anybody that she brings around as a friend or when he goes to her school. Um, so she's, like I, like the title says that she's trying to study uh, to get away and go to a different college, but um, she and she kind of had denounced love or anything like that or tried to focus, but this uh, she ends up meeting this guy, of course, 
and uh, he, his honesty and kind of worming his way into her makes her having a harder time to study. And it's a, um, it's definitely an interesting, especially with being it being so short. It definitely grabbed my attention. I definitely uh, enjoyed watching it just because of the the soft um, nature of it in terms of it being lighthearted and uh, very funny and just kind of low stakes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Low stakes, but there's still a guy, a girl is able to kind of work through her feelings and able to understand that. Yeah. She's still a young, a young girl and she does need to study, but she does have time to like explore her feelings and enjoy her childhood and, or not childhood geeks, but um, her high school years and enjoy love with a guy. And so they end up getting together at the end, which is always, I'm always happy to get, but um, it is uh, definitely an enjoyable, especially with it being so short. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. So. Oh, that's always nice, especially with the shorter shows like that. Yeah. I mean, most of these shows that I've mentioned, they are, I have enjoyed the ones that are very short because they're kind of to the point it's a solid ending and they don't carry on for a while, but it definitely leaves you with closure and you can uh, be uh, walk away from it happy. So, so that's kind of a more lighthearted. I mean, these are all lighthearted, but this one is a little bit more serious. This one's called my little monster. Uh, it's about, again, a girl that is kind of only focused, a quiet girl that's only focused on her studies and doesn't want to be bothered by anybody. Uh, and she's really apathetic towards anybody she knows. She's really only, she's kind of a to herself girl, but, um, and she's just kind of got a cold view on like the world around her in terms of like people and how they act. Uh, but then she meets this guy that is a like a super big troublemaker who got uh, into a fight and had to leave early in the in the school year and she's tasked with bringing him his homework um, and he takes this as oh she wants to be my friend and he really grapples onto her and uh, says that he he like loves her right away because he's had such little because of how much he gets in trouble and people don't understand him. He's too willing to get a, find an attachment with somebody and uh, glad to have this girl in her life. So um, she, he's able to whittle down her shell because of his open heartedness or how earnest he is and honest and uh, make her feel a little bit more warm and understanding uh, to people around her. Uh, so that they like their relationship develops and she becomes more mature and she realizes her feelings for him and uh, that there's more to this guy that's just violence. He's got a deep side and that he's done these things because people take advantage of how honest and trustworthy he is. And I kind of related to this because I kind of went through this as a, like in high school or whatever, I was very, very honest and like open with my feelings and, uh, People sometimes take advantage of that and uh, kind of act like they're friend, your friend, but they're not really. So I kind of related to that in terms know of the feeling. Oh yeah. So, and that, I mean, that just goes to show the people that 
wear their heart on their sleeves and are willing to do things for other people. Um, I mean, I, that's why I kind of like all these shows in terms of just the honest emotion, but, uh, so they begin so that it's basically an exploration of opening up and learning to be more reserved and, uh, just kind of balancing each other out and, uh, developing their relationship and emotions like maturing them in terms of like for the adult world essentially yeah that's kind of cool though i'm glad it's it's so cool to know that there are like it seems like no matter what kind of uh show you like to watch there's there's an anime for it like there's an anime for the genre that you would like like i know a lot of people who love watching those types of i mean that's how my wife loves those kinds of shows where it's just like kind of day in the life of somebody following them around and, and, and yeah. doing stuff. So that's, it's, it's very relaxing. Yeah. So that's that slice of life. Style, yeah. Like I said, where it's just like a common thing that you probably experienced. And so I think that's, what's cool is there is probably an anime for everybody that does speak to you and like does uh, grasp you on a personal level, which most of these besides, besides the, the perverted category, I, and then somewhat but find some sort of uh, common ground with that, that draws you in and then envelops you in its story and stuff like that. But definitely, uh, I definitely enjoyed this one. And then, um, what is this, halfway through? Yeah, so in another one of these, this could go in the harem category, but it's not uh, explicit at all or anything like that. This one I did, did like a lot. Uh, it's called Nisikoi with a false love. Uh, and it's, uh, about a, another, a guy that is a, is the heir to a Yakuza family. And he is, is, he's constantly followed around by bodyguards and is like always worried about being in trouble with, uh, the law and everything like that, or people finding out that he's part of this mob boss family. Um, so he deals with that as his backstory and then it goes into 10 years ago or the main part of this, uh, is the love story is 10 years ago, he made a promise to his childhood friend, which throughout the show is kind of grayed out or like an overall figure of a girl, but he can't remember who she is. And he made a promise with her that, uh, that, they would marry each other when they grew up together. And he has this pendant that the girl gave her uh, from way back then. And the girl has the key uh, and they took it with him and they parted. Um, so he wears this around him all the time. And as he grows into a teenager, he he's kind of trying to get away from the Yakuza background as possible. And he, uh, is crushing hard on this girl uh, that his his middle school crush and trying to get in, uh, trying to get in with her uh, even though he's got the locket. But um, this other gang, like it's basically the Yakuza and the U.S. Mafia for some reason, uh, invades like this, the place that they live. Uh, He gets thrown into a situation where in order to end this gang war, he has to be, uh, pretend to be in a, in a relationship with the other mob boss's da- daughter so that they can avoid any bloodshed. And it's 
your classic, uh, the, the girl, the archetype for the girl is called Sundere, which is a, like a cold hearted girl or like that yells at you or, uh, but ends up being like sweet hearted and caring for you at the end. Like Sakura. Yeah, exactly. So she beats the shit out of him constantly while they're like, (laughs) and trying to put on this show to show that both sides that, Oh, they are together and that they're in love. But at the same time, he's trying to confess to uh, the other girl, Onodera, that he loves her and wants to uh, wants to be with her. And uh, and it turns out that she has a key. It it does flesh out a, a lot of these characters, and they and showing their backstory, and because it goes to her and says, "Oh, I have this key, and I think it's him." And then the girl that he met, that's the mafia boss's daughter, she also has a key. And then of course they introduce another girl that she also that she was promised to be his fiance, and she also has a key. So it all goes through this whole thing of trying to decide, do you I hold true to this promise that I made a long time ago uh, to a girl that I don't really I didn't know at that point in time, or do I go with my feelings now? And uh, like I said, they. The great part about these animes is that uh, lightheartedness and the comedy routine that he gets into, especially dealing with like three different girls that he's got to like appease and figure out who's the real one. Um, but I definitely enjoyed this one a lot in terms of uh, the romantic side and uh, <laughs> just the embarrassment that comes with it and like uh, fighting all those other, all the, batting all those other girls away. But um, if this one ended in a, in a weird way. That's what's, that's what I kind of like about some of these animes where they, the show ends and then you don't get a good ending. So you search out the manga and you actually read the rest of it. That's what I'm doing with one of these shows that I just watched. Oh, wow. Really enjoyed to get the full because sometimes the show maybe doesn't perform well either in Japan or the US it kind of depends um, and so they'll like cut it short but they've got the full story in a manga so I go out of my way usually if I'm like not satisfied with how the ending went to go search that out and go read it but um, so that's definitely one I do, do need to read as well but so yeah like most I said most of these are I just love a good romance story in term between uh, a guy and a girl, but they, uh, in anime, they seem to love throwing a lot of girls at one guy and him trying to weasel his way out of it. So, yeah, I've noticed that as well. I think that's, it's, that's pretty funny, but uh, have you, have you noticed, have there been any uh, same sex relationships in any of these romance? So when I was looking at the romance, that's a good uh, point too. When I was looking at the romance, anime section they did have a couple of that were really highly rated because i was looking for shows that were pretty highly rated in the like the romance category they did have a few of uh two guys together and then two girls together so they do have that i don't think it's um there is probably a good amount of them but probably not as popular as the uh just guy on girl sure romance anime but they do have those out there and uh i noticed in a couple of animes they definitely visit that uh that theme and i'm glad that they do kind of like do show some representation towards that but um i haven't watched any maybe i do need to but um it definitely 
it's definitely out there if you do enjoy uh if that is your way of swinging but um so three more for this damn romance category like i said i really dove deep this one is the one that i finished over this vacation that i really enjoyed and this one was from like 2010 so the animation style was really unique that i i like really fell in love with uh in terms of how it's regularly animated and then when they're doing comedic uh comedic relief in the show the way that they animate the characters acting towards each other was just like i loved it how uh they could make me laugh with that but this one's i really enjoyed this one because it had a strong like female protagonist as the main character in this some of the the ao chan one kind of is like that but um and then my little monster could be considered that but most of them are guy-sided. This one is called Maid Sama. So the idea of the story is there's, uh, this girl is the student council president of the school and in a all guy school that's slowly becoming a co-ed school. And so she, to make life easier and fair for the other girls, she became school president to like get all the boys in line, stop like, roughhousing in class stop reading uh perverted magazines in this class and trying to straighten up the image of the school so girls will want to go there and so she's named like the demon president so she's got uh, a really hard hard ass attitude for any mischief or anything like that um and she's uh she knows martial arts so she kicks she kicks people's ass when she needs to but the uh other side of this is that she because she's not really well off and not very rich and she's just a hard worker. Um, she works at the, this maid cafe, which is popular in Japan where the girls dress up in maid outfits and come serve you say, say master and stuff like that, which they make a good amount of money off. And one day a guy that she goes to school with, who's obviously the popular guy that, uh, everyone's always confessing to uh, but he doesn't choose anybody he walks along the sidewalk and sees her coming out of the restaurant and he's like oh so you work here i didn't realize that and every day after that he goes into the restaurant to like watch her work and talk to her and interact with her and so uh it becomes like this thing where she thinks that she's he's trying to tease her and hold this over her and like kind of blackmail him but he's become enamored with how like strong, strong willed she is and how smart she is and how she works to make everyone better and uh, tries to soften her up and say, you can have time for love at the same time of trying to pursue all these academic goals and uh, take care of your family. So uh, it's definitely a fun journey to especially getting her, her getting embarrassed because this guy's over the top in terms of how like romantic he is and uh, trying to like win her heart and she's able to soften up and not be so cold hearted to him. And uh, it's just a, definitely a heartwarming show. I, I really enjoy this. And this is probably my, my third top one out of this series or out of this genre that I watched because I was really on a kick with these, um, but yeah. I didn't, and I didn't realize that they had these kind of cafes in uh, Japan, which is always 
need to learn about something new. In they've got. I, I I wish I could spend so much time in like so many different cultures because I feel like there's really cool random stuff like that, and so especially like in Japan. Oh yeah, it's just like man, I would love to just. I would have loved to have grown up in like some area like that where it was like, oh yeah, we had those all the time. It's commonplace, but yeah, yeah, that's super cool. I'm definitely obsessed with like Japanese culture and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to go for sure at some point, but um, yeah, I've definitely I've been to Hong Kong, but Japan I have not yet. But that's definitely on my list of places to go. Okay, so this is <laughs> this is the perfect uh, Joker Joker style uh, anime in terms of a guy that has uh, rejected society which I thought was kind of hilarious. I thought of the Joker when this character got introduced. This one's called My Teen Romantic Comedy uh, Snafu, uh, which is like is wrong. Uh, so this had three different seasons uh, and I like probably burnt through this in like three days or something like that. I was so crazy about this, but it's about a uh, another kid that's like got a really down look on everybody, says everyone's only into them into themselves these bonds with people that they have are all fake and based on uh needing something from each other he doesn't believe and really love he's pretty narcissistic and uh uh has nihilistic tendencies uh and so his student and he's always trying to get out of work and say some smart ass in all of his assignments and trying to poke fun at society and say oh well this is <laughs> high school is just bullshit so he's Uh, the joker exactly that's what i'm saying this is like the perfect joker film uh or like the idea of that whole concept and uh his counselor that cares about him or has come to uh like really form a bond with him because she's always worried about him because he does he acts like he's okay being alone but it's because that he has a hard time understanding others and like letting himself be vulnerable to other people and having and being dependent on other people is what scares him and not because it he had some tragedy not tragedy but some bad experience and in grade school where he confessed that he loved this girl and she just totally decimated him and so after that he became like just this cold-hearted basically joker put on the joker mask and Mm -hmm. uh, went wild so he, as his punishment, he's set, he's forced to join this volunteer service club, which is aims to help uh, students in the school. Uh, and the only other member in there at that point in time is uh, an, another ice cold type of personality where she is very analytical of the world around him, doesn't understand uh, like kind of the relationships with other people who are wanting to be vulnerable just like him and so they butt heads quite a lot uh and through this club with it where the service club it's not it's them helping out other students by helping uh by helping these other students and then getting one more member in who's completely opposite of both of them that's super loving and outgoing and caring and like has friends but because she is um so outgoing and willing to please others she's taken advantage of they develop they kind of feed off each other's personalities or like take on the characteristics of each other so they learn to be the other girl learns to be more reserved the uh the president of that club 
starts to open up more and he starts asking himself more questions about the idea of love and is it really love if two people like kind of codependence like if you depend on somebody and it depend on them to be there for you is that true love or is that just like a severe case of codependence because i mean you do do that in a relationship where you know that the other person is going to be there for you and help you out and take care of you but is it is that true love or is it standing on your own and being able to stand on your own two feet with the other person next to you and enjoy love uh so it's just all these philosophical highbrow questions in terms of especially in wow. high school that i really enjoyed and it has very hilarious moments in it for being so serious which i like loved uh and so they just they're both super smart they use he's and his basically his whole way of solving any problems is to him embarrass himself or put himself out in a situation where he's the hated one because he feels like i've dealt with hate all my life i've been down all the time i'll fix all these problems by putting myself down for the sake of others wow but, uh he learns that he can like help obviously help people in another way but that he should value himself more around the uh, around those around him but um so and it goes through that whole arc and throughout this it's a love triangle between these three and uh kind of deciding who they love and what is actual the true form of love which i definitely enjoyed um kind of exploring especially in a high school setting because you don't really know especially in high school what love is and this took like a I would kind of like I said I described it as joker in terms of the uh, negative thinking of the world around you but um definitely I would say Rick and Morty style of uh deep questions and stuff like that yeah uh, this uh anime it definitely was uh Definitely wasn't what I was expecting in going into romance anime, but it definitely asked some hard questions that might be overlooked in terms of how we see how glossy anime or like that love is, and uh, when there's actual hard questions and love isn't easy, or we know that, especially I mean, you're married, that it loves hard, it takes hard work, it takes yeah. work between two people. Um, but yeah, so I definitely enjoyed that. Like I said, in anime, they. The fact that they can teach these and um, teach these kind of questions and make you ask these questions of yourself is I enjoyed, especially like I said with Shonen, teaching you values and uh, how to like act and things like that. This is more of asking yourself the philosophical questions of where that Shonen kind of glances over. It gives you a good idea of of values, but I don't know, more in-depth questions, I guess. It's always nice to have a romance like that. Yeah. And so my my final one for this, and I'm uh, burning up through all these damn romance animes because these, I I don't know what it was where I got in a kick on watching all, all of them, but once I started one, I had to keep watching. This one is quite regarded as a very popular romance anime kind of like the perfect romance anime uh it's called toradora and this is another this is one of the there was three of these animes that i watched this year that i gave perfect tens and this was one of them that teenage romantic comedy one i gave a 
a 9.5 and that made someone was a nine, but this one along with the fate stay night series, I gave it 10 um, <clears throat> because of uh, just a roller coaster of a ride. And I, because I guess I just relate a lot with these teen romantic, I guess the setting of it, because I fell in love in high school uh, and it kind of asked those questions that maybe you weren't, I wasn't thinking of when I was in high school that are interesting to, uh, to, I guess, present them in this format. But so there's this, uh, in this one, it's a guy that is a, a gentle guy at heart, but he's got these uh, standoffish eyes that makes everyone thinks that he's a lot more, uh, a lot more mean hearted than he is. And uh, he's, it's in vast contract with how kind he is and cares. He takes care of his mom. He's a big cooking and cleaner. He's like a real handy guy. Um, so this story is, he is a main character, but the reason why I love this show so much is there's five main characters in this show and it gives them all attention, attention equally. If it does focus on obviously the guy and the girl and you kind of have an idea that they're going to end up together, but the way that they get there is the path of it is just so unique. Um, so the girl is, her name is uh, Taiga Ayasaka and she's called the palm top tiger because she's so tiny, but she's ferocious as hell. And just she, they meet by one day running in the hall. He accidentally bumps into her and she just decks the fuck out of him and then just runs away. So she's got the, the feisty personality. And um, after she, after she does that, a note kind of falls out of her bag and had like landed in his, and he sees this at his home when he's like unpacking for the day and recognize it as his like best friend in school's name. And so she, uh, she knows that he got the note by accident because she had planned on giving this letter, which has ended up being a love letter to her best friend. So she comes and attacks him in the middle of the night. And so she's gonna knock his brains out so he doesn't remember. And so he ends up confessing to her that, oh, I like your best friend. And I like think about her all the time and shows him his embarrassing stuff of her. Uh, and so they form a bond over this and they try to get, uh, get together with each other's friends and through like all the events that they go to together, uh, they start to, the, the, to develop feelings for each other. But um, I just like the idea of, again, how like writing a nice, uh, a love letter, a like taking pictures of somebody from far away and not really talking to them. The idea of like kind of what like these creepy ideas of what love is when you're in high school because you're obsessed with somebody isn't really love. And then so they explore like getting to know each other and becoming best friends and knowing each other's faults and being there for each other uh, along with their friends and helping out. Uh, just was a really touching story and just the characters, the way that they're developed in this, it makes you fall in love with them pretty much immediately. And like I said, the fact that they are able to, in a show that's only designed to really be about two people, they're able to flesh out completely good backstories and know the, uh, the, the motives of all these characters in a very short, it's about 25 episodes, in a very short amount of time is kind of a, te a testament to the writing of the show 
and uh, the comedy in this is also great, which is always great. But um, but yeah, like I said, it's a lot of these ones that I've enjoyed is kind of asking the hard questions about love and kind of thinking about what is love, what's infatuation, what is um, like dependence and stuff like that. So it kind of really specific kind of stuff. But those were those were my top uh, my top romance ones, which are a lot. But um, that was just the category I fell in love with this year. That's cool, though, that you, you found, like, a new genre within the whole anime genre. Like, that's you found yeah. more stuff to I watch. Mean, that's awesome. Especially growing up, I enjoyed watching rom-coms and stuff like that. But Yeah, same. It's, especially now or whatever, everything, I mean, like Stevie would say, how, like, all these movies are basically the same. They have the same format, or, like, kind of, in terms of guy meets girl, guy doesn't like girl, guy learns to love girl, or something kind of like that. These shows take different, unique, like, outlooks of uh, these characters and puts them in unique situations that kind of ask harder questions and kind of not approach it in, like, the through rose-colored glasses version of kind of what other shows do not to say that all tv or movie movies do that but um i just enjoyed the like the different i don't know the different lens of being able to look through it through a different form of media mm-hmm. especially like an anime what so was the what was the anime that we had watched i know we had watched jujutsu kaisen when i was out but we had watched something it was was it before that or after that where it was like some kids in high school which show was that that was this one. That was twelve. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. So it's definitely it's when was this made? This was like two thousand eight or nine. So it really does hold up. But uh yeah, it's, it's super popular. If you do if you want to get into like I guess a romance genre anime or you enjoy that stuff, this is one that I would highly recommend in terms of like kind of being almost the perfect one. But um but yeah, so that would be the romance section and we are back at the roots, I know it's been a lot. There's only four left in terms of the ones that I watched. I think I watched 18 total this year. Wow, uh, what a joy! Uh, I mean, we've. I mean, it was such a shitty year this last year, and because of quarantine and being at work, I had to like be away from pretty much all the workers. And there was little flights when I was working at my job. I really got to like dive into like all this crap. So I really just binge watched a bunch, but it's this was probably the highlight of my year in terms of uh, the content I was able to uh, uh, absorb. But yeah. But, um, so like I said, the ones that we all grew up in love, they were probably got us into anime, the Shonen category. I watched a few of these this year before getting into deciding to like branch out and try different ones. Cause I mean, I've watched all like the top, top animes in terms of, um, action and like a, a young guy being the main protagonist so i tried to just pick and pull ones that i hadn't seen before or had not that was an older anime that i hadn't finished the main one of that would be uh inuyasha which i used to see bits and pieces of on toonami as a kid and i was like oh this is really cool i wish i could watch this but of course as a kid, I can never sit down and watch all these episodes that they had, and especially on regular programmed times. And I don't think I had a DVR or anything at that point. No uh, way. But 
especially for being as old as it is, I think this was in 2000 to 2000, was this four, I guess, this first aired. This was probably right when I moved to Texas, or at least the tail end of it, I believe, from Missouri to Texas. So this was old. Uh, but it's, um, it, this does fall into a romance category as well, which is probably why I enjoyed it as much as I did. But it is mainly a shonen anime, which is uh, a, the main character would be the girl, Kagome. She is a, she's like a high school girl that uh, her family lives on a property that's an old well back um, in like the feudal era that used to be like a shrine for uh, like priestesses and things like that. So one day a, uh, a demon ends up coming out of a, a well and uh, drags her down through the well and it turns out that this well is able to connect the time that she lives in now which i guess is probably the 2000 era it, back to feudal japan which is like samurai in the warring age uh so because she has this she's basically the reincarnation of uh, a priestess of a long time ago and there's this pearl that is said to give a demon uh, immense power over a person of good. Basically, this pearl can grant whatever the person is looking for at that point in time. It's kind of a wish granting. It gets deeper into what it actually represents throughout the show, but that's the idea. And so she, when she gets dragged into this well, or through the other side, she sees a, uh, a dog-looking kind of guy pinned against a tree with an arrow that's uh, looking like he's in a deep slumber. Uh, he's able to wake her. Uh, he wa She wakes him up through this, and he says, quick, get this arrow out of me, and I'll save you. Um, and she does, and she realizes that he's also a demon, and he's also after the pearl. Oh, of course. Uh, so, and... His uh, intentions are obviously less than uh, ideal. And throughout, in this encounter, the pearl that they were both after ends up getting shattered uh, because of its power and it spreads all over the place. So they have to team up together, find these shards so that the other demons don't get them. Uh, and he is kind of enamored with her because she is the reincarnation of his of his old uh, love interest, which who was a priestess back in the day that like in a Naruto like twist, uh, someone from behind the scenes pulling the strings and getting them mad at each other so he can get the pearl. He becomes the main villain in this thing. And uh, he's basically stuck in a love triangle between these two women because she gets reincarnated as well and letting go of his old feelings for the uh, his old love and wanting to be with this one but i was surprised with how well the anime or kind of with you you hawk show i don't know you said you watched a little bit of this mm -hmm. but the the action holds up pretty well it follows the same format of like uh monster kill kills him trying to uh gain more power stuff like that but the character development in the show and the characters they meet along the way especially um I, anybody i talk to especially my friend at work that watched this back in the day uh, Inuyasha has an older brother, um, 
that is pure demon. He Inuyasha is half demon, uh, and he that's why he wants the pearl to become full demon because he's looked down upon by his brother and the demon world. Um, the development with his brother Seshumara is probably on par with um, the character development in uh, Naruto in terms of how crazy it gets and these little things that happen to him and the way he reacts and uh, like ends up changing his way of viewing things through his encounters with Inuyasha and Kagume and then meeting uh, an, another character um, it's definitely enjoyable to watch. I just, uh, if, especially if you do like Shonen, kind of enjoy anime, or uh, sorry, romance, but um, it's, it definitely holds up. Probably not as well as Yu Yu Hakusho instead of, uh, for the action, but um, what sucked about this is they, they stopped halfway through this and then finished it like in 2008, four years later, they released it like 20 or something episodes. So, oh, interesting. 20 episodes after that, the difference in animation is pretty crazy and definitely is enjoyable, but um, I, I definitely like a good, uh, a good dog demon because you know me, I love my dogs. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, you've had your fair share of dog demons, so it makes sense exactly. that you would connect so well with it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then um, just three more. One that I, these are, were very short. This one was a, I was kind of weirded out by seeing this, but it's a, it was an anime on Crunchyroll and it's a Crunchyroll original. So it was like, it was only 13 Ooh. episodes. Uh, and I was like, what is, what does this even mean? Did they just make one go out and like make one? Uh, but it's an adaptation of uh, someone's like, basically manga that he made and they hired him to like set this into an anime. So I guess uh, that's where the original comes from, but it's called the God of high school. And uh, it's basically a tournament to decide who's the greatest fire in the Korean high school uh, in Korean high in all the, in all the uh, surrounding areas. Uh, but so it's all different martial arts styles that these guys are fighting and uh, it follows this one uh, Taekwondo expert called Jin. Uh, and the music behind this show, I love. The fighting in it was also great. The only downside I did not, or just that a hard time getting behind it that you need kind of, and especially in a shonen, I feel like is a good paced backstory to flesh out characters and the pace cannot you can have fights move fast but the pacing of the story i feel like has to be slow and steady and smooth if especially packed into these 13 episodes it felt like everything moved way too quick uh it, before i knew it like i was getting thrown at a bunch of different like twists and turns that i was like i thought we were somewhere else like a while ago but if you do like fighting this is an easy one to just like kind of turn off your brain and just like watch that um and then We'll talk about the final boy. Well, I did watch this other one, Blue Exorcist, but it was really short. It was like 12 episodes as well. I didn't, uh, this one was a young boy who uh, is taken in by a priest and he ends up being the son of Satan. 
and Satan comes back to uh, like have him, I guess, unleash him from hell. But uh, he, it, because he loves his grandfather uh, so much and is, I guess. Is his, he, his grandfather is Satan or his father is Satan? No, sorry. His grandfather is this priest that took him in when he was younger with like his other brother but he doesn't realize he's Satan and has like demonic energy oh. until one day that uh, his grandfather was like the highest ranking free or exorcist, I guess, sorry, is the correct title of it uh, to have held back Satan this long, but uh, he gets weakened in a moment and uh, Satan is kind of able to push into the other side and try and take uh, the power of this, uh, the, of Ren's, uh that he was born with so he could break out of hell because I guess he had been put in some kind of lock. Uh, and it goes through him training to uh, basically defeat Satan. It's kind of just, it's it does move uh, pretty quick as well, but um, I love the action in this and in the story, um, the characters in it and like the love of two brothers working together and kind of looking out for each other. I definitely identify with, so I definitely enjoyed this one, even though it was short and I kind of wish they did make more episodes, but it was definitely good. But the main finale of the Shonen and sorry for taking forever, but uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, which did come Ooh. out this year that I, I fell in love with, uh, to finally find another good shonen. I mean, we've been watching a lot of shonens that came out that uh, like catch the eye and are great. Uh, but this one for this year, because like what? I guess we'll talk about that at the end. Our, our like main big shonen ones. But uh, the idea of this one, I hadn't seen this in an anime or the idea kind of presented. But uh, so there's. Uh, Itadori Yuji, he is a your classic shonen high school boy, crazy, crazy athletic. Uh, he's kind of aloof and goofy. Uh, he has a grandfather that uh, is kind of ill at the time, and he's telling him to go enjoy himself and be with friends. Uh, he gets in kind of involved in a paranormal activities with the this occult club, so he doesn't have to go uh do track in school at the end of uh yeah. at the end of so he's just mainly just trying to slack off um but it turns out that this item that they're uh that his friends end up messing with while uh itadori goes to like race to his grandfather's side when he's at his deathbed uh is a super powerful cursed item which is a finger of this um, deadly curse and curses in this universe are a a bundle of negative energy so at schools where there's like a lot of like anxiety and like ill will towards maybe uh, some of the more edgy students or just like the hardships that go on at school at hospitals where there's like a lot of death and sadness and then just anywhere where a negative emotion would be these curses, this energy amasses and they take form into these like just mindless beasts that uh, other people can't see, but these people called jujutsu sorcerers can see and their job is to exercise them. Uh, thing is, these curses can be 
like mindless, like I said, or the negative energy that that collects can become so great that they uh, form like uh, sentience and they become an actual full, full functioning, like essentially a sorcerer, uh, like these jujutsu curse, curse sorcerers are. Uh, except on the other side, just uh, a mass of like ill will and hate, and uh, they only want to wreak havoc on the world. Um, so Itadori comes back while this curse is kind of getting uh, unveiled, and all these curses, because they are around and want to like absorb that energy to become like more powerful descend on the school so his friends are in trouble these jujutsu sorcerers come in to save him to save them and in order to uh, avoid a a actual curse absorbing this uh finger which is of sakuna which is a the king of curses he decides to swallow the finger and when he does he uh, amasses so much curse energy that this King of Curses, Sukuna takes hold in his body and sets up like camp basically in there. But the thing is, Itadori's willpower is so strong that he can contain him back. So uh, because he's absorbed this high level curse item that these sorcerers are kind of sworn to protect, uh, he's in a he gets himself in a bad situation where he I'd now needs. He needs to um, either the decision is made to either just kill him now so that he so that they can reseal the curse item and then put it away, or because he's shown that he has such a high uh, willpower and able to suppress this king of curses, they decide, okay, so then you can go around, collect all twenty of these fingers because he's got four hands and uh, absorb all this cur curse energy and then we can exercise you uh, for the good of the good of the world so that this curse does not uh, come back and cause mayhem by all these other curses going into it so that's the main idea of the show uh the animation of this is so tight with the uh, curse power and how they uh are able to kind of grab the energy around them and be able to use it i like the way that's animated and uh the depiction of the monsters in this show or the curses are also really cool i love that a lot and uh it's kind of reminds me of naruto in terms of like this uh these students because he after he be, uh, absorbs this energy he needs to go learn how to use it so he goes to jujutsu tech and he um basically finds a uh, Kakashi sensei who essentially their character it looks exactly like him uh, which I find hilarious um, and he's just a uh, fun loving super uh, super goofy teacher who uh, teaches them the way so I'm excited to see how this plays out and uh, or how it keeps going there's 24 episodes it's supposed to be this year it's about halfway through now so I'm hoping it holds up um as good as it's been but i've enjoyed been enjoying it all the way but that would be concluding my my all my 18 i'm sorry it's taking so long and when i get talking it's just a constant flow um but 
Hey, that's what we're all about here on this podcast is getting in the flow, getting in the zone and just talking. And I don't know exactly when we started recording, but I'm looking at the clock right now. And if we ended up pulling off it being exactly two and a half hours, I will be impressed because for some reason it always seems like whenever the recording's off, it it's way longer than I thought it would be, but it somehow is always like some even number. And I'm like, how is that even possible? So, so we'll see. Cause I think, I don't think it was exactly uh, at two and a half hours ago. It may have been a little, a little later. So we may actually end up hitting it on the dot. We'll see if we can pull it off. I, I want to first thank you for taking the time to, to share all of those stories. That was a lot of information. And I think this is going to be the perfect kind of episode to for some brave souls who are either on a road trip or a plane flight to listen all the way through or to kind of listen in chunks and sections of each of the genres, whatever it is. I mean, hey, however you want to listen to it is fine. But thank you so much for, for you know, taking the time and, and doing that. I do have a couple of questions for you. These are pressing questions. Yes. Uh, this is this is fan mail. This is things that have this is not coming from me. This is this is from the fans. So the first one is uh subbed versus dubbed um i used to really enjoy dub more than sub uh for some reason because i was uh kind of a little adverse to reading it all instead of having it done to me but um there were a couple of enemies that i did try to watch that were only in sub and after listening to it in uh the natural language of it and kind of seeing how expressive these voice actors can be and speaking in a completely different language and still make you laugh and uh, uh, invoke some sort of emotion and just, and especially, yeah, especially laugh is kind of a testament to uh, how talented they are. And the there's so many voice actors that are, that work in the sub or basically Japanese, but which I enjoy hearing new voices uh, compared to Dove, where you hear a lot of the same voices. I mean, Christopher Sabat, he's mm-hmm. the, the king of all the voices. Um, <laughs> like so many title. different animes, and like some of my favorite characters in multiple different animes, he's the voice of. So um, I guess it depends. If you enjoy listening to Dove, then uh, go for it. There are some good dubs out there. Uh, off the top of my head, Yu Hakusho is a great dub. Uh, I did enjoy my hero as a dub as well, but I do love uh, love it uh, sub just as much. So I, whatever the way you want to experience it, but uh, if I had to pick one, I've got to say it's uh, it's sub all the way. Well, I got to tell you, uh, if if we're being completely honest here, that was not a fan question. That was my question, and I specifically asked it to set you up because I knew in public you would be very nice about this and so i'm glad to hear on the record that you approve of me watching dubbed episodes so uh, that's that's going down i know no um i i think i am kind of in the same boat as you i have i i started off with dubbed episodes so like i I watched Dragon Ball Super dubbed, and I liked that. I, I tried watching it subbed, and I just did, it didn't hit me the same way. That, that was the, the anime the dubbed that made me switch because uh, up to a point, because like you said in Funimation, uh, there the sub is always ahead of the dub depending on like the workload. Mm-hmm. So at the point, I was like, man, I've already killed all the dub. There's only sub left. I want to keep watching. And then once I did, I ended up falling off with it. So. 
Yeah, I'm wondering if I did because I finished it. I could have sworn I finished it in dubbed, but I remember that it was, it was like probably done by the time you were. Maybe you know you're probably right. Naruto isn't though, and so that was that was one where like I watched the original Naruto dubbed, and then I watched probably the first hundred episodes of Shippuden dubbed, and now I'm just it's only in sub. So I, uh, it's so hard because there's certain characters that are so much better dubbed, and then there's other characters that are so much better subbed, and it's the same for like literally any show. Like I, I love My Hero Academia way better dubbed, oh, yeah. but there's certain characters in it that I wish were the subbed characters because they do better. But then same with like like I like Kakashi Sensei better in dubbed than I do in subbed, but yeah. then I like Naruto be- so much better subbed than oh, yeah. I do dubbed. So it's like it's it's a toss up, and I know you like Sasuke better subbed as well, and I, I oh, agree. Yeah. Most of the I, I would say most of the characters are better um, subbed in that show as well. Okay, uh, here's the next question. Uh, did you hear the news about Sony uh, buying Crunchyroll? I have seen bits and pieces of it. Um, I don't know exactly like the in-depth version of or what the negatives are of that. I, I, so I read through an article that went through the announcement. And so essentially what it is is Sony's Funimation purchased Crunchyroll for $1.2 billion dollars. And uh, from what it said on there, and obviously, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's probably articles about the good and the bad. It sounded like it was all good, but I was wondering like, okay, you know, what, what would be the downsides of that? Cause the, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, you would, you'd only have to pay for one subscription now, once that, you know, it all goes through, you'd only need the one program you would need to. As on Funimation as well, right? So yeah. So yeah. So Funimation it. bought so, Crunchyroll. So they both think be merged. I think I'm a fan of that because there's some shows, I guess it would just depend on the price or just if they do away with certain shows. Cause I mean, there's some shows on Funimation that I've looked for on Crunchyroll that I can't find. Cause I yep, yeah. went to Crunchyroll uh, exclusively after I had finished basically super um, because they, had a lot of the shows that I wanted to finish watching uh, in in full over there and in sub. Uh, so I think if it's all in one place, that'd be great. I guess it just depends on if the content is uh, still going to be the same. And I guess if the price goes up. Or, um, yeah, I'd be curious to see if that maybe they do raise the price just a little bit. But I mean, Crunchyroll, from what I saw, isn't that expensive to begin with. And most, it's from what it said on there, there's like 70 million free subscribers for Crunchyroll and then there's only like 7 million uh, paid subscribers and then Funimation actually has a really big following so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of goes through but I all I can hope for we can all hope for is that it just brings about more anime because I think like you were saying earlier both parties are trying to and now it'll just be one party trying to give get their own content out there so like Crunchyroll is doing their their Crunchyroll exclusive shows Funimation's got their because I, I subscribed to them for like five months, but they they've got the uh, what is it called? Like there's specific shows that are like Funimation dubs them. Yeah. So like Funimation, you can go on there and watch the dubbed shows, which I thought was pretty cool. But um, but yeah, no, I, mean, I, I was the uh, like the service of it because I think that was a big problem, or that is still a big problem with Crunchyroll. Is sometimes it is so hard, and that's I've seen complaints online about it. Is that sometimes the uh, the service is like terrible. Like my uh, Crunchyroll will not open no matter how many times I restart it. I got to continue restarting it. And I don't, uh, you know what I actually have. Cause and, and this will be an extra shout out for a thank you for letting me use your Crunchyroll. But there are times where I'm pre- I'll press play and it'll just do the loading dots in the circle. 
and I'll wait. There was one time I waited for like 10 minutes and I was like, okay, I'm not doing this today. And, but then it was weird. And then I exited out and it came back and it was fine or whatever. But the one thing that I always laugh about Crunchyroll is like when, and maybe this is just Xbox, but like when you log into the, to Crunchyroll, you have to give it a minute. And, and almost every single time you have to quote unquote log in by clicking the login button acting like you're going to type in your, your information and then right. it magically logs you in. So I, I, there's a couple things. I think that the app is a little wonky. It could definitely use the, uh, the polish that I think Funimation had. It felt a lot brighter and that's mm-hmm. maybe because Funimation was like white and purple, whereas Crunchyroll is like black and orange, uh-huh. but I like Crunchyroll a lot more because of the way it organizes its shows. Whereas yeah. Funimations is so much more complicated to, to organize them. But then the, the bonus on Funimation is you can watch them dubbed. Whereas on Crunchyroll, I don't think there's any dubbed. There may be some dubbed, but I've never seen it. Like the, uh, like I think My Hero is only dubbed on Funimation. Same thing with like Dragon Ball Super is only dubbed on, on Funimation. So I don't know how that'll change either. Yeah, I think it was like back in, in 2017 that I did have animation and i don't remember if it was sub or if they i know they had dub obviously but i didn't know if they had any versions of the show that were in uh sub and that's kind of why yeah they do they do it just it depends on the show so but it was weird because they were saying like uh demon slayer is was one where it said like it was going to be a funimation dub and so I was like, cool, because we had watched it and subbed and it was amazing. But like, especially with those shows that I really love, like I want to check them out dubbed too to see if I like yeah. it more, but it wasn't on Funimation dubbed. And I'm like, okay, well, so when does it like come out at a specific time? Cause they talk about, oh, it's, it's coming out day and date. And, and that's actually when I canceled my Funimation was this last season of My Hero Academia. I remember we were watching it together and I would watch it dubbed on uh, Funimation. You guys would watch it subbed on Crunchyroll. And then for some reason or another, it wasn't keeping up. And so they started getting like two weeks behind on the dubbed. And so I just switched over to doing sub and I canceled the Funimation thing. But um, it's weird. It's it's super weird. So hopefully that sort of stuff gets cleared up when now that it's all going to be under one roof, which is um, pretty nice. But the, and those were those were the only two things that I I, I wanted to bring up. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about on this episode? Um, I guess if uh, you did mention that you were gonna kind of call out your favorite, because I mean these were just the ones I watched this year. Um, and just to call oh, out. Oh right, yeah. Favorite. So let's why don't, let's do that. We'll we'll wrap up this episode by. And and I know we we said some about if you're interested in anime and and uh, you know you and you've gotten this far in the episode thank you uh, there yeah. is uh, you know there's so many animes that we can watch and and get you started on and recommend and obviously we've given like 20 of them right now but let's let's pick let's do just like in, we don't even have to explain why but we can just do maybe like five anime shows that that you would recommend to somebody because you love them so much but you'd say oh my god you've got to watch these to get into anime like if you watch these shows you're going to be absolutely hooked um and i and i'll let you start um well i think i might want to defer to you since you i mean you're not a you're not a beginner or anything, but you're... I'd say I'm a, I'd say I'm a, a, a Jedi Knight at this point. Jedi, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you're you're definitely, wow. you know, the Jedi man. You're Yoda by this but point. But I, in terms of, like, shows that I recommended to you at the beginning and what you really kind of... I guess we did watch pretty much everything that 
uh, we wanted to watch or like get watched together besides Naruto. I think that was the only thing, but um, I guess the, if we're going off of Shonen uh, and if you do like action, we, we'll start there. Uh, the still, I haven't had anything kind of close to beating this. I mean, Dragon Ball Z is a classic, but um, especially because newer and uh, just an insanely good show, great animation, great feeling. Uh, my top pick, I, I really wanted you to go first because I knew you probably would say this one first, but uh, Demon Slayers, yeah. probably my top. It came out, I think, in 2019, I believe, uh, and freshly made, and it became insanely popular, uh, constantly the top streamed anime, and uh, it is just an insanely beautiful show. The music is hits in every single scene. You feel all the range of emotions and it is hilarious as well at, at times. So, and we watched it and it, it's even better when we get to watch these shows together because we get to uh, experience it all together and watch these funny moments. But um, that's yeah, definitely yeah. my number one pick for the last couple. I mean, I've been waiting for anything new, but obviously COVID happened, so there was nothing else, but that would be my one for right now. Yeah, I would I would second that and and absolutely I think I think you and, and the way that I would say it is there's like there's certain shows I would recommend anyone who's trying to get into anime to start with the shonen animes just because they're so easy to like and they're so easy to get into and that's kind of gonna it's gonna essentially broaden your mind in that regard to like accept yeah. the way that the the art is accept the way that people are talking and all of that so that you could go venture into like the romance or the slice of life and all that sort of stuff but yeah so i would say demon slayers is is interesting because it's not like a classic anime in terms of it. You know, it hasn't been, it's only been around for like a year, but yeah. when we watched that, I mean, that was, I, re I remember that was when I was traveling to uh, Ohio for work oh, yeah. and I was just in my hotel room and you're like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, I'm not I'm just sitting in my room. You're like, we're watching Demon yeah. Slayer. I, I was, was like, All right, well, whatever. I was hyping this show up to you. For oh like yes. Yeah. At week. And I was hoping it would hit you as good as it hit me, but like in terms of because I had watched a good amount of shonen at that point, I had never seen anything, and the animation style is so unique. They do a lot of stuff with three D animation yes, and yes. regular animation. That's really good contrast with each other, and just the artwork that they do with uh, the swords, the sword play in there is just amazing. And it's a great story. It touches you. I mean, it's it, a beautiful story. I mean, that's that is uh, a vivid memory of watching the uh the fight with the family and i yeah. won't say any more than that for spoiling it but just the the different water fungi, i just got different water when just i know what that, that that whole scene when he's flying down and i think the most appropriate thing to mention about demon slayer and, and again this is something that all anime characters kind of exhibit but uh my wife and i were watching the first hobbit movie the other day and there's this bit when gandalf gives Frodo or Gandalf gives Bilbo uh, the sword his sword and he says mm -hmm. he's like I'm not going to use this sword he's like I, I've never used a sword before and he says well pray that you don't have to and then he's like okay and he says but the most important thing you need to remember is that um, like basically like be having a weapon and like having being with your sword true courage is not knowing when to take a life but knowing when to spare one. 
and oh, that all God. and it and that all goes into when you know later on yeah, in the movie he's, right he doesn't kill and that that scene in demon slayer is and and it's in multiple multiples i mean literally every demon that he kills yeah. he's doing so not because not not even out of vengeance even though he's got every right to be and i'm like just shaking at this point yeah. like not even that he has every he has every right to be vengeful of these demons but he spares all of, he kills them obviously but like he's not enjoying it and he does it in such a way that it's just like wow like this this is the kind of hero that we need so yeah demon slayer is phenomenal um i would say i would say naruto but again you got to you have to be ready to put in the time for naruto yeah. and so that's like a once you feel like you're ready to to devote some time do it uh one punch man would be my other recommendation yeah. and i would say season one of one punch man if you liked it check out season two but season two is a little slower it still has some good fights um that's three of them oh my hero academia yeah. and, obviously yes and like i said i think it's a good idea because naruto is a huge step like if you go from demon slayer to naruto you might not have the endurance. So I think, especially with these newer shows, it's good to start with these like- Shorter uh, ones. There's only 26 episodes. Yep. Uh, same with One Punch Man, they're pretty short. Uh, I was about to say Mob Psycho. Oh yes, yes, I was, so, I was gonna say two Mob Psycho 100. Where give you a little taste, and then if you really wanna dive in, you go for these. Um, I would highly recommend doing the my uh, anime filler list that you can look it up online to like kind of cut out um like the, the the fluff the studios put out when the manga isn't caught up to uh where they are at so that they can constantly put out content but um like uh one punch like you said uh my hero it's it's not too i would probably step off from demon slayer one punch and mob psycho to maybe uh what's it called like you just said, my hero, because it's it's a little bit longer, but it's a nice stepping stone. And if you really want to get into it, uh, Naruto is definitely probably one of the most amazing animes that I've seen. And then I'll throw in another one you haven't seen yet, but uh, I've been I watched with Todd and uh, Jack is uh, Fire Force. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very short, but it is also uh, greatly that. It kind of sucked that it came out the same year as uh, Demon Slayer because it was definitely overshadowed by it. But it is definitely it's definitely a great, uh, great watch. It's got great animation as well, and the sound effects of the um, the action scenes in it is so unique that I ha I haven't heard it in another anime um, like that. But the sounds definitely stick with you. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to coordinate a list of all the animes that I need to watch and come up with some order because I'm looking at my top, uh, and I guess a preview for a future episode, but I'm looking at my top TV shows for 2020, and I only have one anime show in here, which is is uh, My Hero Academia, because I'm trying to think the only other ones I think we watched this year were the second season of One Punch, which is not going to make it onto this list, Yeah, and then um, I feel like I watched bits and pieces of a bunch of other shows, but I want to shout this out before before we close out is, even if you feel like you're even struggling to say, I feel like, ugh, animated shows, like they're for kids, like fine, it's fine. They're technically not meant for kids. They're meant for everybody. But yeah. what I would say is to even ease yourself in more is, and I'm recommending this to you, Cam, is to watch Star Wars, the Clone Wars mm -hmm. and Star Wars Rebels. 
because those shows are, they're both animated shows and they're also both canon with the Star Wars universe. So a lot of the stuff that like happened in the Mandalorian this season is uh-huh. coming from these shows, but they're also really good. And so like, I, I think it was funny because I know we were talking the other night and Stevie was saying like, yeah, like, you know, what I saw was good, but it's definitely got a vibe for kids. And it's like, it's that's kind of the same answer you could give for any anime episode. Like if you, if there's going to be slow episodes in the show, there's going to be bits where you're like, Oh, you know what they said is kind of kiddish, but overall the whole show is, is so good. Like it's, it, yeah. it dives into Jedi lore and the history of the Jedi and all of this stuff. And then they just had the, the amazing uh, finale to the series uh, this year. So that's what I actually was watching this year was I watched the entire series of clone wars, which is, looking at it here's 133 episodes and then star wars rebels is 76 episodes so those will keep you busy but they're really good and from there you could you may feel a little more comfortable jumping into anime if it was something you're hesitant about yeah and yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with embracing your i mean i'm a huge that's why i enjoy this i'm a huge kid at heart i'm same, young same. Feel and um and embrace kind of getting those old nostalgic feelings of of feeling like a kid when you did watch like Star Wars and stuff like that, recapturing that I feel like is kind of a beauty in itself. So I mean, oh, there's yeah. nothing is problem with uh, you don't gotta act all grown up. You can uh, enjoy the things that you did enjoy as a child. Yeah. So wake up early Saturday morning and pop on some cartoons, some anime, and uh, your life will be complete. Especially if you just decide to uh, watch every single one of these shows, you've probably got content for the rest of your life. So at least you'll know that you have something to look forward to every day in case any of you out there are also down bad. Yeah, exactly. And uh, teach you, teach you some life lessons along the way. And I mean, I'm, I, we'll see if Brittany lets me, but uh, I definitely our kids. I definitely want to show them. I think these shows will hold up for a long time. And oh, absolutely. Them. Absolutely. Especially these really good. I mean, look at Naruto. That show has been out for uh, almost 20 years and yeah. it still is holding up, especially for someone like me who never saw it initially. So um, yeah, that's a great point. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I've, I've got like a mental list of these are the shows that my kids will be watching just because I, I, I know, you, you know that especially if they are into anime or whatnot, like they're going to love it. Like if they're, that's going to be the kind of thing that they remember when they're growing up of like, yeah, we, you know, Saturday mornings I was watching anime with my dad or whatever the case may be. So yeah. it, it, there's a lot of good memories to be had in anime. And you know, embracing another culture and uh, enjoying their enjoying what they got to got to offer. Exactly, it's a big big world out there, and that's why we have uh, so many episodes of the show, so many different things to cover, uh, and not enough time in the day. So, uh, Cam, thanks again for uh, agreeing to do this, and uh, I I personally think this was an amazing episode. And hopefully uh, we can do another one like this soon that uh, maybe we can talk about. Ooh, we should, we should definitely do one whenever uh, the Demon Slayer movie comes out. We can do an episode talking about the Demon Slayer movie. Yeah, I um, love it. Yeah, thanks for having me ramble on. I know I kind of went went in deep on a lot of different shows, and but uh, it's been a long year and, you know, COVID's got you down. So Hey, I, you got to talk about what you love. Yeah, exactly. So thank you all for tuning in and listening to us as long as you did, or especially me. But uh, 
Yeah. And uh, with that said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this is Alex. You can find me on Twitter at a robots wink or on Instagram at a robots wink. Cam, do you want to give your deets out? I know you've got a private Twitter. Um, you know, you'll see me. You'll see me around. Yeah. Much like the great, the great and the anime greats, uh, Cam operates out of the shadows. And uh, I think that's the, that's the best spot for him. So uh, on behalf of both of us, thank you guys so much for listening and for comments and cinema. We will talk to you soon. Thank you.